You can dial in at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. Of course, you can bring up anything. That is the point of the program. Last night, there was a story that I mentioned early on. We kind of teased it and just never got to it because we had a lengthy uh, discussion with somebody that was on with us for most of the show. And, of course, if you missed the show, you can always go to freetalklive.com, download archives there. But the story that I wanted to talk about was this Karen, like a literal real-life Karen has come out of the woodwork and has... They always do. I mean, it's inevitable. Well, in this case, uh, I mean, I'd never heard of this lady before, but I don't live around her. She lives in a town in New Hampshire called Atkinson, which is in Rockingham County. That's sort of east of... I thought that was Vermont. There may be an Atkinson, Vermont. I don't know, but... Uh, no, I thought a, Rockingham was Vermont. There's probably... That's okay, probably in yeah, Vermont, fair too. Fair point. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the states around here have the same town names. But this lady, uh, Karen... Karen Sue Steele. Her, her name is actually Karen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make it up. Nope. Real life Karen here. Uh, she has filed uh, some sort of a complaint, which apparently was just filed by email with the what's called the Ballot Law Commission. Now, I don't know a whole lot about the Ballot Law Commission, but as I understand it, they have some jurisdiction over whether or not you know things are legal when it comes to qualifying for a ballot mm-hmm. or... Uh, should somebody be allowed to hold office? You know that kind of thing. So, so she, she filed, so Karen did a Karen thing. She filed a complaint. That's right. And what what does she expect this to accomplish? She specifically wants to have every single state representative who voted earlier this year on what was then called CACR 32. It was the uh, constitutional amendment, the proposed constitutional amendment, that if the state house and the state senate would have passed it with more than three-fifths of each house uh, voting for it, then it would have gone on the ballot. And then the people of New Hampshire would have been asked the question of, should, and I've got the actual wording down here, but should we amend the constitution to say the following? Quote, uh, this would add Article 7A underneath Article 7 of the Bill of Rights. Independent nation, New Hampshire peaceably declares independence from the United States and immediately proceeds as a sovereign nation. All of the references to the United States in this Constitution, state statutes, and regulations are nullified. So this Man, the world that could have been, though. I mean, mean, it sounds like democracy. I mean, that's 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 what's curious about this, That's what they're all about, right? If they voted for this, it never would have declared independence. It would have just allowed the people of New Hampshire to vote on the general ballot about it. Correct. So I'm just going to read her relatively short complaint. She wrote this email to the commission on Saturday, and it was then forwarded to all of the state reps who had voted, again, just to simply allow people to vote on this. They didn't vote to secede. They voted to allow a To be fair, most of the ones who voted to allow the vote probably would have also voted to secede. They probably would have, but we don't know that for sure. True. Uh, And there was one other person who I believe was one of the sponsors of the bill who did not vote in favor of the bill so they flipped or something Hmm. like that or they just didn't go that day i don't know i feel like i heard that they flipped but i can't say for sure so there's actually 14 people she'll reference here she says i would very much like to get on the agenda for this wednesday's meeting august 24th at 1 p.m in concord it is my assertion that the following people are no longer eligible to hold office in new hampshire and are thus unqualified to run for office, as they are in violation of the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution, Section 3. Number one, 
the seven members of our New Hampshire House of Representatives who sponsored a bill to secede from the United States of America. And then she gives the bill number. But they didn't. Which they, they didn't do. Quote, providing the state peaceably declares independence from the United States and proceeds as a sovereign nation. Unquote. That's not what the bill said. And number two. The 13 members of the New Hampshire House of Representatives voting not to ITL, or inexpedient to legislate as they call it here, or kill the bill, New Hampshire Constitutional Amendment. Given the overlap, there are a total of 14 individuals who should not be allowed to run for or hold office in New Hampshire. On what grounds? Well, she misunderstands the bill. She thinks they voted to secede. She is citing the grounds of the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution, Section 3. Which is probably something about treason, I would expect. Does that supersede our New Hampshire Constitution? In this case? It depends on what time of year it is. Is it before the Civil War or after the Civil War? Right. Okay, so basically the 14th Amendment, I don't have the text in front of me, but the most relevant portion is basically says that any candidate for federal office, any state representative, any office holding so, person. So it does include state yes. representatives and not just feds. Yeah, any any office holding person in any state level office basically is included under this control, but all it says is that they cannot be engaging or have engaged in insurrection or rebellion. Okay. Well, define any of those That's terms. That's what I'm right? saying. Go well, ahead I'm, and look. Go ahead and look. That's what up. I'm doing. Well, I'm well, looking if, up the Fourteenth Amendment. If I you break look. into a federal building. And and walk around taking selfies. That's mm-hmm. that's considered insurrection these days. Okay, so well, that's I'm, not what we're talking about here. She but says I, this is the Fourteenth Amendment. Yes, it's Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment. But I, but I'm saying that's where her mind is right now. She mm-hmm. it, she remembers January sixth, uh, and uh, and that qualifies as you know the 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 taking over of government of U, uh, the U.S. government. I get what you're saying. I don't agree. So you and so, I don't so agree even with if that, you go but. into the bar and have a discussion with your buddy and your two and you both of you are reps. Um, and you just dis- and you just want to discuss peacefully divorcing mm-hmm. from the from the from the federal government. That is in her mind's eye. She sees it that way. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I get you're trying to explain her perspective. Yeah, she's a nutter. But, but it's, not, re- it's neither insurrection nor rebellion. I mean, I've got the no. text of the 14th Amendment in front of me, Section Three. It's long. It's circuitous. It's what you would expect from from such a late. But it's a, but it's. I mean, it's actually a discussion. They were putting on the ballot to actually have communication with the people had to have a discussion correct. they weren't actually saying do this which would That's be correct. which would be rebellion but they weren't saying we're going to do this it's, they're like we're going to have a conversation but that that could be construed as giving aid to the people who support the idea of secession i mean they helped us in the strictest of terms in theory if this had passed they would have helped us get it on the ballot but none of those things matter even if the proposal, let's put aside the, that this wasn't a proposal to secede and say it was. Let's say it was just a straight up bill to secede from the United States. Okay, they weren't going to ask anyone else's permission. I would like that. I'd like that it. as well. Uh, that is still not rebellion because it is not as defined in the dictionary. dictionary. Oh, that's right. It requires violence, doesn't yes. it? Uh, at least definition one does. Definition one is open, organized, and armed resistance. To one's government or ruler. So what you're saying is every kid that yells at their parents because they got grounded, they're no, no, not no. actually being rebellious because oh, there's no violence because there's two, no violence involved. Uh, uh, under definition two, they would be. Uh, definition two is resistance to or defiance of any authority, control, or tradition. Okay, so what rebellion is the Fourteenth Amendment talking about? Number one or number two? 
Good question. Uh, the definition of insurrection is pretty straightforward. An act or instance of rising in revolt, rebellion, or resistance against civil authority or an established government. So again, all of these things have to do with violence. They the, the definitions, and if I had the legal definitions in front of me, I think we would find them to be very similar. And, and now what is this? This is tomorrow, the 24th, right? There's uh, going to be a hearing about this tomorrow. Correct, is this a Congress. special hearing or is this a regular? No, it's a regularly scheduled hearing. In fact, they already had the agenda put together for this before this woman sent this uh, complaint in. Mm-hmm. So if you were to go, at least as of yesterday, if you were to go on the ballot commission's website and look at the agenda, it's not there. But it is supposedly being added to the agenda last minute. And the interesting thing, one interesting thing about this is unless they sent registered mail out to all the 13 or 14 of these representatives this isn't legit. on Monday, they're not following their own rules as far as Oh, notices. well, that's not a big deal because they do this all the time whenever they're doing it. Yeah. According I- to lawfield.net, the crime of rebellion is committed by rising and taking arms against the government for the purpose of removing from the allegiance to said government or its laws. Yeah. So and, and they they demonstrably did not take up arms or attempt to remove the government. Now is this so, something they can just throw out and or just take as informational? Or do they have to act on this on new have, agenda item? I have never been to a ballot law commission meeting. It uh, sounds and I, horrible. And I did eyeball their uh, regulatory statutes or whatever and found some interesting stuff, but I don't I didn't read the whole thing. Right. So I don't know exactly what they can and can't do. Uh, but in theory, they could do something to these reps, or they could just simply the censor. say. They could just simply say this was legit. Lady, go home. And so we'll see how this uh, ends up. We'll continue with the discussion. Your calls and thoughts are welcome here on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up anything you want. Although we're talking about Karen right now. A real-life Karen. An actual Karen. She looks like one, too, by the way. You can see her picture if you go to freekeen.com, or actually better to go to nhexit.us, because I already posted another story at Freekeen about the Crypto 6. Yes, there was <laughs> quite a lot happened today. Yes, quite a flurry <laughs> of motions uh, came in today. That's another story entirely, but if you want to get the, uh, the, the picture of this Karen, just go to nhexit.us and you will see her face right there, the face of evil. Uh, and I don't know that I would call her the face of evil. She's certainly the face of misguided complaints. I, well, I good intentions yes. pave yeah, but, the road. Yeah, but what is she trying to accomplish? She's trying well, she's to... Strip people of their s- office. Correct. So, I mean, you can almost argue that's ruining one's... Well, that's not a career. To not be here fair, in New Hampshire it isn't, but it's close to it. To be fair, I also want to strip these people of the power of their offices. So I, I'm with her on that. These 14 or you all are running of them? for state rep, by the way. Yes, for the, for the record, <laughs> the exact same position these people have. Yes, well, I would also want to strip away my own powers, okay, right, and enough. the powers of everyone else, right? <laughs> right. The, the the offices should not exist, and if they do exist, no one should fill those offices. So I I agree with her. I just think she as often is the case with Republicans, she isn't going far enough to the logical conclusion, which is that none of these people are fit to hold office. Yeah, but I would start with the bureaucrats, the actual government employees, before you, yeah, go, before you, go, before you go after the reps that are only making, what, $400 a year or something? Uh, 100. One, well, I'd go after <laughs> all of them. Plus a gas stipend. 
Yeah, but start with the government workers first. Start- well, who, that's the state reps ultimately created all of those institutions that have the government workers in the first place. I mean, they're the they're it's as cumulative close to the over root. hundreds of years. Yeah, it's yeah. been building and building until they're finally as close we to have the root the of this tree that as we're you dealing can with. Get. Well, as long as the system is is going to exist and unfortunately it's not going to go away anytime soon likely without some crazy renaissance and how people think about the state then this woman is trying to essentially short circuit the democratic process she's trying to go in and say i don't even think people should be able to vote for these yeah this is this is what they do when they don't get their way or something bothers and they try to make their opposition illegitimate right well by just by disqualifying them some way right if people actually agree with her they just won't get reelected. right that's how the the process would work if if these people pissed off the voters by voting to put something on the ballot so people could vote on independence then they just won't win their re-elections right but that's not the that's mind, not, that's not the mindset no. that this woman is in nope. she believes that there are people who actually who actually committed insurrection in this country and she also believes that the only way to get rid of the opposition is to uh, throw the book at them i mean just look what they've been doing to trump for what five years now I mean, constant, constant. Every single day, there's a new, there's new allegations, and that's just the that's oh, just yeah. that's just the big old orange dude. But I mean, they'll take it to every level if they can get away with it. Uh, by the way, I do want to say thanks to Bitcoin.com for sponsoring Free Talk Live. If you are interested in learning about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, uh, get on over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. By the way, what what website right did you? Tell us to go to is nhexit.us. It .us. So it's yeah. not dot, oh, who's dot org. I don't remember. Uh, maybe um, Russell it, Canning or it's someone Dave who has a a more religious bent. If I remember correctly, there she is. That's a Karen, all right. That is, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> right in your face. Uh, so Bitcoin dot com. That's where you can learn about crypto. Just click Get Started at the top of the page. Watch the first video at the very least, and dig as deep as you want into that topic before you start buying crypto like bitcoin or bitcoin cash you do you really should learn some things about it and they can help you with that just click get started at bitcoin.com so uh, she filed this complaint there's going to be a a very quick hearing it's going to happen tomorrow there's expected to be uh, a rally out front of this particular bureaucracy which i've actually never been to before it's called the state archives it's not right nearby i figured it might be one of the buildings right next door to the state house no it's actually some number of streets away so it'll be a different uh, location than we normally go to as far as rallies and such uh, but we are going to have you know people that support independence are going to come out tomorrow to support these state reps but interestingly rumor has it that not a single one of the state reps who's being accused is going to even bother to show up that Sim- is, simply because they just don't they don't care enough they because don't want to even acknowledge this woman's complaints that could be a good uh, strategy they don't want to give her any legitimacy although michael sylvia did respond uh so mike sylvia was the the creator the official <laughs> i bet uh, he did i can't wait to hear what he has to say i got it here yeah so he, sylvia is the guy who filed the bill there were seven co-sponsors including mike sylvia but he was the prime sponsor and Hardcore so, libertarian, great awesome guy. guy. Yeah, uh, and longtime uh, Free Talk Live listener too, by the way. So he wrote this. I guess he sent this to some of the media out there because there was a, a report over at indepthnh.org. That's where this got published. Uh, Seven-part response. He wrote this. Number one, a constitutional amendment, concurrent resolution, which they call CACR here, is the method by which the people of New Hampshire amend their form of government. Two, a CICR. If passed by the legislature, becomes a question for the people of New Hampshire to decide in the form of a question on the upcoming ballot. Three, 
Only the people of the state may change their government's constitution. Four, Part 1, Article 10, expressly reserves to the people of New Hampshire the right to reform their government. He's referring to the U.S. Constitution there. Five, the proper method for the uh, people... That was the state constitution, right? No. The, the right to... Uh... No, he's oh. referring... Oh, that's well, I guess it's I both. assumed he's referring to the right... The U.S. Constitution. For Article assumed. 10 is the right to revolution. So, yeah, I guess it does. You're right about that. Cody. Yeah. Uh, number five. Which, proper- which, by the way, take that, Karen. Your own stinking state has it at number 10. Uh, if the government doesn't do and doesn't provide as as it has been planned, then uh, we have the right to revolt. And she probably has no idea because she is not from here. I did a little research on Karen and determined that she's actually born. Now, hold on, or, hold on. And by the way, can revolution ever be considered peaceful? That sounds, I've always Generally, thought Generally, it's violent. Correct. Connecticut or Massachusetts? Neither. Minnesota. Okay. Wow. Yeah. They don't usually breed statists out there. Oh, I mean, not hardcore, not hardcore statists, at least. All right, so let me go on with Mike She Sylvia. should instead move to Massachusetts or Connecticut. He says, number five, the proper method for the people is to exercise their right to reform their government, or to exercise their right to reform their government, is through a CACR. Six, to sanction a legislator for providing a nonviolent avenue to peaceful reform would be chilling and invite other methods which would include insurrection and rebellion. Like, hey, you won't let us put this on the ballot. Where do we go next? Right. Number seven, the only constitutional option for the Secretary of State or Ballot Law Commission is immediate dismissal with prejudice. And he added, I will not be attending the meeting. He said further, the original assertion is entirely without merit, even more laughable than the January 6th nonsense. Uh, Question. Uh, They tried to go through the legislators to get this put on the ballot. Is there an option to go through the people? I know here in the city of Keene, you can go both ways. You can go, city council can put something on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Or if you get a certain amount of signatures, you can have the people put something on the in ballot. Keen, you can in Keene? In Keene, yeah. I it, didn't know that. But it is so absurdly high. It's like 10% or something oh, of God, the population. Oh, voters or population? Of the population. Uh, well, of, uh, of registered voters. That is absurd. It is absurd. Yeah. Uh, so, no, this is uh, only at the state level can you do it. Amending the Constitution has to go through the legislature unless the people vote for a constitutional convention. Right. And this year, that question is on the ballot. Every to, to, 10 hold years, a, to hold a convention. Yes, it is a constitutional requirement that every 10 years, the people must be asked whether or not they want to have a constitutional Ooh. convention. And the last three decades, they said no. But before that, they said yes a lot. We think podcasting our full radio show has been holding us back. Most podcasts aren't two hours long per show, and the constant resetting we do for radio might be turning off podcast listeners. Riley's Daily Digests have been going for years, so we're going to lengthen them and make them our official podcast starting September 1st. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll continue, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. FTL Amps will continue to receive the full radio show with no commercials via podcast through Patreon, so please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Yeah! 
Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about Karen, the latest Karen in the news. This one is a real-life Karen. Real name is Karen. Karen Sue Steele here in New Hampshire from Atkinson. She's a busybody, by the way. You start Clearly. Dating, well, yes. Obviously, she's a busybody from what she's trying to do here, which is to disqualify approximately 14 state representatives from their currently held office and prevent them from ever running for office again with her complaint to the Ballot Law Commission, which will be heard at a meeting tomorrow afternoon in Concord. But she's also, you'd look up her name in Atkinson or Rockingham County, and you will find document after document after document of this woman appearing at various different city councils, various different uh, power company, utility commission. You to know, be fair, meetings. we do that sort of thing, too. Sure, but she wants more government, right? right? Like she's a busybody in that. <laughs> she's in complaining that, direction. that they're not doing things she Enough. wants. Do we know what she does? She's an engineer of some sort, hmm. some kind of a. I don't know if it was electrical engineer. There's a there's a page out there. In fact, that's how I found her picture. Was she was speaking on a alumni panel at one her of old my college. we used we used to. I especially we used to attend the the school the school board meetings here in, yeah. in Keene. So I just got tired of it. Except. Numbers are getting lower and lower and lower and lower every numbers year. Of numbers attendees? of attendees. Really? Um, we might just do a sneak attack one, day, <laughs> one, 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 one Saturday morning. Yeah, but as we learned from uh, whatever county that was, or work, school district that well. was, yeah, they, had, they had a special, and I don't even know how it was legal. They it wasn't. They just violate election. their own rules to do whatever they want. That's what sure. governments do, man. Legality yeah. doesn't matter. They for, just proclaim a thing and they do it. For those, for those who are not aware, uh, Croydon... Uh, had their budget, their school budget, halved? Was it halved? That's correct, yeah. The proposed budget was cut in half. And that's because the the people who decide on those budgets are go to a deliberative session, and in the, and in the, in the towns, in Keene, we actually have a ballot system. But in Croydon, they just all go to, they go to the school on Saturday, on the mm-hmm. Saturday in February, and they decide what the budget will be. And in Croydon, they said there was such small attendance that a small group, like a dozen people, went in and says, hey, let's just have the budget. And everyone voted on it and agreed, yep, this is a good idea. Yep, were- and then they came out of the woodworks like nasty little government-loving termites the next day, all in an uproar. And somehow or another, they had a, and I don't know how they did it. They must have talked to the state attorney or, so, or or someone to overrule that decision and had a special meeting. Yeah, so the, there's some sort of rule. We actually had, had Ian Underwood on the show. Uh, he's the guy who proposed the budget cut. Uh, he came on with us on Saturday. So if you're interested in hearing the whole story, he, he spends the first hour yeah. with us talking about what happened in Croydon. But essentially, there's some little used statute that says that if people don't like what a you know town meeting Bull did, crap. they Bull can crap. they can call a special meeting to to increase the budget again, and they have to get fifty percent of the town's voters to show up to wow. participate. Well, anyways, they, they got I, more than fifty percent. When I you know, of course they did. Yeah. That's the I don't know. And by the way, that would have if they could have figured it out because they were talking about making it work, and I believe that they could. It doesn't. Sure it doesn't cost have. twenty thousand dollars per student to educate right. a kid. It's ridiculous. Not when the not when the charter schools can do it for a third of that. 
in yep. New Hampshire, and they should, and it should be even lower than that. But anyway, it's not about the money, though. You know that it's about the control. It's about, it's about the stu- it's about the teachers' unions. It's that about is. that too. They funded it's mostly this. about the teachers' no, unions. The NEA funded the group that was formed in the town to oppose or to go and and re- undo this thing. Anyways, one of the ladies. So back to my here in Keene going to the school board meetings. One of the there was a lady, and she had a she was very timid, and you can tell her voice would be all cracking. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she was really, I guess, brave. To actually put herself out there the way that she was, but she would always get up there and talk about how she loves the schools mm. and she loves the teachers. She loves what the schools are doing for her kids. She lives two houses down from me. Oh wow! So I see her every single day. What sort of person? <laughs> she knows, loves she the knows who schools. I am. I know who she is, and we have. N- I've been here ten years. Mm-hmm. We have never talked. I talk to all wow. of my neighbors. They always stop and talk, and, they, and I give them walkthroughs yep. of the garden. I, Does she put up leftist political signs in her yard? No, too? actually, no? The, no. I don't think I've ever seen huh. any any political statements in Surprising. her yard. Even, even the live uh, love love live laugh or mm-hmm. whatever that the new progressive thing is. We this is a house of safety yeah, or something yeah, yeah. that you see popping up around the house. No, they have like a bunch of dogs. And I have one of those too. We it never says. talk, but I mean, she was she's one of these Karens. Yeah, sure. Who is always there, and she's always she's a bootlicker. She's a straight bootlicker. Absolutely. What were you going to say about the sign? Oh, it was a. It wouldn't let. Now it was going to be a joke. Okay. About moment, these about moments, these these, the pro, these progressive virtue signaling signs everyone puts in front of their houses, and we support diversity. In this and household, we, we and, support blah blah blah. And blah, blah, we're blah, Black Lives Matter yeah. lovers. And no, see, mine was going to be something to the effect: if I have one of those signs too, it says "Warning: Occupant is armed." You know, and that's what makes it a safe space. But like I said, the moment had passed. So there are our signs, security there are. system is Smith and Wesson. There are libertarian variants of the signs that we're talking about. But, um, so anyway, don't to be ste- fair, yeah, I am don't, not don't, armed. Don't but step I think on SNCC. But there was that sticker on my window for a very long period of time. There is not one now for obvious reasons. Interviewed by telephone, uh, this was NDepthNH.org's report on this situation. Ms. Steele, Karen, said she's very hopeful that the Ballot Law Commission will uphold her position. Quote, I just find it very disturbing that any resident of New Hampshire, much less a state elected official, would go through the effort to even consider secession and to write out such a well-thought-out plan. (laughs) (laughs) What? Does she understand how this country was founded? Does she understand how we planned this? There was literally no plan involved. In fact, that it's was like a the, sen- it's like a sentence statement. Yeah, it's literally one sentence of "We're just going to say goodbye. We'll figure it all out later." That was actually one of the objections from one of the Republicans, the the chairman. That of was the too simple. Committee, well, the chairman of the committee. He's a central control Republican. He wants a plan. He said, oh, I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea, but there's no plan, so shoot it down. Oh, God. And so she's saying there was a well-thought-out plan. Anyway, <laughs> absolutely hmm. was not a well-thought-out well, plan. Maybe she's just <laughs> considering how often we talk about this idea. We've been thinking about this for, for me, it's been a whole decade. She says, uh, and constitutional amendment, and to put that forward, it's very disturbing, especially coming from a military family. So she's got to trot that one out there, of course. She's from a military family. My family has fought in at least four wars to protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic, and this is very concerning for me. My family has done that, too, and I support CACR 32, <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, the uh, the founder of the New Hampshire Independence PAC, the new uh, fundraising PAC that exists, he's military, hmm. ex-military, and his uh, treasurer is also, I believe, ex-military. I think this woman needs a history book. I think she needs to reread she just needs how, to this, New how this country yeah. was originally founded. 
uh, blood, sweat, and tears. The Tree of Liberty had to be, you know, wa- watered. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm sorry, we're I think we're back there again. We have re-entered uh, a new age of uh, uh, where the era, the empire is. Uh, It's come to an end, and we're trying to do it peacefully, woman. Yeah, there's no blood that needs to be spilled here. The people who want government and bigger government, they just need to leave and go somewhere where they can have their bigger government and leave us here to have our smaller or non-existent government. There's 49 other states, lady. Yeah, and a lot of those love big government. Can we just have our little New Hampshire over here that doesn't? Just, Just this one freaking state. That's all I ask. So, as I pointed out in my story over at NHExit.us... Uh, she's, of course, wrong. The state reps didn't sponsor a bill to secede from the U.S., as we already pointed out. And I point out, as anyone who actually bothered to read CACR 32 would know, a lot of these people who were talking trash about this bill did not seem to have any grasp of what it was supposed to do. There's so much misinformation out there about this that it's pretty clear to me that the vast majority of the opposition to this did not even take the time to read what is arguably the shortest damn bill or one of the shortest bills in the entirety of the session. There's like a thousand bills filed every year in New Hampshire, and some of them, to their credit, are one page long. But I don't even think this thing made it through to the whole, you know, a whole page. It's like I don't think it was a whole paragraph, was it? Yeah, like if you cut out the, you know, the the header at the top and you look at the actual text of the bill, it's literally, shall we up, you know, amend the Constitution to say this? And And then then it was a single sentence. Literally one sentence. There's more, or two sentences. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. You can join us. we got more on Karen coming up. It's Free Talk Live. I want to say thank you to Kat Cooper, who is a Free Talk Live silver supporter of the Free Talk Live AMP program. AMPs, I guess is what we're calling it now. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com and sign up as Cat has done for as little as five bucks a month, and you can help us get the ideas of liberty out there to more great radio stations, more internet listeners, more people in general, and we appreciate the help. It's once again amps.freetalklive.com. You get the signed up there at our Patreon. And you get some cool benefits from doing that. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. There's a little bit more to say about Karen, the real-life Karen. Our very own New Hampshire Karen. Yeah, right she's here. the real deal. It's actually her name. She's not alone. I mean, th- there was a Karen who ran for governor last year, I believe it was, or maybe the year before. That's true. That's true. But, but she, she wasn't was... as bad as Karen, Karen's go. Yeah, she, I wouldn't have called her a traditional Karen, per se. I mean, she, she was a summer spice. I mean, she loved the police and all of she's that stuff. She's a conservative, yeah, but at least she was right about you know masks and COVID restrictions and things like that. Uh, but let's go back to or to your calls and thoughts. We've got Ridley on the line here. Ridley, have you been following this Karen situation? I know that you're a big fan of uh, New Hampshire independence. Oh, yeah, of course I've been following it. I, I sent out a news release to 150 media email addresses. Nice. Uh, the day the day I heard about it, which was two days ago. Good. Yeah, uh, I sent I one out yesterday as well to about 50. Good. Yeah, I should be there tomorrow at the demonstration. Nice. Um, and... Uh, but uh, I was calling about something else, since I think you guys are already doing a good job of covering the Karen situation. All but, right. Um, uh, did, you, did you guys reported much on uh, Keith Ammon's accident? 
No, I know that he did get into a car accident and is currently in a wheelchair. You're, you're referring to a Free State Project early mover who is also uh, one of the most effective state representatives in the state house. And luckily, he is still in the land of the living. And, uh, you know, it's, they, it looks like it messed him up pretty bad, though, because he's in a wheelchair still, last I saw. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's like necessarily permanently injured. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a bad accident. I think this is about April 30th. I didn't hear about it until pretty recently. Uh, but I uh, contacted him a few days ago and was asking, uh, you know, kind of what he needs. Uh, and uh, he said uh, he's not like looking for medical donations or anything, apparently. But he, he did say that he would sure like help with his primary. Mm. <laughs> so he's still he's not just in the land of the living, but he's still pretty active. Uh, and going full forward with his state rep uh, candidacy right. uh, for re-election. And uh, so he's, he's asking for donations to his campaign. Uh, and that's uh, Ammon4NH.com. I think it's where you go to do that. His name is spelled A-M-M-O-N. So Ammon4NH.com. Uh, While you had him on the line, uh, Ridley, did you inquire with him if he has changed his mind about supporting independence or supporting, at the very least, the people voting on independence? No, I didn't. Uh, hmm. I don't think he has been willing to stick his neck out that far. I think he's in too much of a contested district um, to, to feel comfortable doing that. That's so uh, sad. I've heard I mean, all the excuses. Yeah, and it what is, is sad. the point of you know moving to a place and trying to achieve liberty in our lifetime? And then as soon as you have something that's that you could lose some level of power, you're like, uh, I don't want to actually do anything that could move us toward liberty because then they might not elect me again. It's like, what, yeah. what's the, what's the point of getting elected then? I don't know. With something like this, I still look at the glass as half full because you know, I just there's some, only so much you can expect people to do that's controversial. This is still sure. considered almost a third rail by most people. I know it's in time that's not going to be, but at this point, still, still kind of is. Fair points. Yeah, I mean, it is just, you know, it's unfortunate, but that just goes to show how the political process manages to just whittle these people down from principled good libertarian activists to not as effective. I mean, they still do a lot. I don't want to take that away right. from them. Like, I'd rather have Keith Ammon in that seat than whoever the hell he replaced. Keith is probably way more liberty-oriented, and those people in, in there do a lot of good work. But it's just, it's a shame, especially now that we've got polling numbers showing that 52% of New Hampshire Republicans actually support New Hampshire being an independent nation. Mm-hmm. So the question is, has he even seen those numbers? Uh, and this is this is the time of the year when people who are connecting with these these so-called liberty reps need to be bringing this stuff up. And, you know, because before their excuse was, well, not enough people support this. Well, now we can show them that a majority of Republicans, which are the people that they want to vote for them, presumably at the primary, uh, support this. And a fairly large number of New Hampshire natives. Now, it's not two-thirds. It's under a third, but it's close to a third. And that's a pretty good starting point. So I think this this key needs to keep being brought up to them. And they need to hear it from different people. Obviously, they're going to hear it from us. They're going to hear it from you, Ridley. Uh, but uh, the more the more individuals can can speak to these guys and tell them this is an important issue, maybe the more seriously they'll take it. But it is a shame that it's so hard to, to do. I mean, repetition. I'm guessing he would probably... Sorry, go ahead. 
Repetition is definitely key. Now, I'm going to have to look into it because I've cited it so many times, but there's a YouTube video made by someone, I think it was Theremin Trees, that showed, it pointed to research that showed that a person hearing an idea from one person three times has mm. the same psychological effect as hearing it from three different people. So constantly repeating these things and getting those messages out there, it's proven that's to why, be effective. That's why I run for office. It's what I explained this morning on WKBK, uh, which is the local talk radio station I was on as a guest because I'm one of the candidates. It's the Republican primary for New Hampshire State Senate in this area. And there's two people running, and I'm one of them. And so he had me on. The host had me on for oh, that's new. 20 that's, minutes. That's refreshing. Yeah, and it was a good interview. And by the way, he dropped your name, Ridley, as uh, as a regular <laughs> pro-secession Ridley caller. Ridley is a regular on that show. Yep. So, uh, and we got to talk about secession. And, nice. And it, was, and it went very, very well. Uh, it was an excellent interview. I actually put it onto the Free Talk Live podcast. So anybody that subscribes to the, uh, the, the Free Talk Live podcast received that today. It's also posted over at freekeen.com. But, you know, he asked me about running for office and, you know, we're, we're, Ari and I are facing these criminal charges and there could be prison in our future. Hopefully there won't be, but it could happen. And so, can like, you serve from jail? By the way, new, under New Hampshire uh, regulations, I doubt it. Uh, you certainly cannot run for office as a convicted felon. You have to serve your sentence out before you can run. But I'm already running because right. I'm not convicted, right. so it'll be a weird situation. But let's again, not find out. I mean, you know, first I have to get through the primary, and you know how how likely that is to occur is is up in the air. I have no expectation that that Next would month that that would happen. Thirteenth, uh, but the but I what I explained to the host was. I don't run for office because I care whether or not I win. I run for office to get the word out about mm-hmm. the ideas of liberty, and in this particular case, getting the ideas out about the idea of secession so people can consider this concept maybe for the first time yep. ever. Rule, rules of three, keep keep hammering right. it. Or maybe for the second time. Maybe they're going to consider it again. Maybe some people are on the fence, and I can help push them off and persuade them uh, in this way. And I, I brought up the study that recently came out and threw out the URL where people can go and look at all the details, which is also nhexit.us. Ridley, any other comments tonight? I'm guessing Keith you know, would probably say you know, politics is the, the art, art of the possible you know, when it comes to independence, he doesn't probably see it as possible yet. But if you think about it, you know, if you if you vote against independence, you're kind of voting for the continued rule over New Hampshire of a of a, of a government that runs torture chambers. Yeah, so you're actively supporting that, really, and it, it really is kind of not all that excusable. It's just that everyone's doing it, so they get they all get away with it. That's true. Ridley, I agree. Look- I wish we had more people who were willing to to say such a thing, but most people don't realize that the United States is running torture chambers. Ridley, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow at the event in Concord. Thank you for the call tonight. Let's bring Gigi on the line in South Carolina. Gigi. Good evening, everyone. Hey. The, the other evening, uh, I think it was this past Saturday night or maybe Sunday night, I think it I'm I'm a little confused, so please excuse me on that. But uh, Nikki and Steve and the captain were talking about guns and the police and how so many people, bystanders in particular, are shot, mm-hmm. killed, maimed, combination thereof. And I had already done my one phone call quota for the night, but I was listening attentively, hoping somebody would call in and remember to remind all of us listening to the wonderful program about Brianna Taylor. 
And a few weeks ago, we were talking about how citizens of this country are supposed to feel safe and protected by their government. Now, well, refresh my memory real quick. Brianna Taylor, she was the one who was sleeping, right? And yes, the police sir. shot she her. Asleep in her bed, in her room, in her apartment, and various police with a no-knock warrant. Hello. I want to hear the rest of it. Hang on, Gigi. We'll, we'll continue okay. here. Just stand by uh, in hour number two. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. By the way, an update in the Breonna Taylor case. A former cop has now pled guilty huh. in that case. The boyfriend already got off, right? Federal conspiracy charge. I don't know who the boyfriend is. I don't know all the details. So if you want to continue the discussion coming up here in moments, hour number two is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. We've been talking about Karen, a real-life Karen here in our very own New Hampshire. She is on the attack, trying to get 14 state representatives, 13 of whom voted to allow the people of New Hampshire to simply have a vote about peaceful independence, about declaring independence from the United States, and then one other person who, I guess, sponsored the bill but didn't vote on it or something. Well, even the possibility that the people of New Hampshire may decide that they want to declare independence is too much. It's too risky. We can't allow the people to vote on something so important. That's her It's dangerous. It's absolutely dangerous to give people... Freedom. She loves the state. It, it violates her security. She loves the federal government. She's a military family girl or something, she says in her uh, statement about this. But uh, the meeting about this is going to be coming up tomorrow. We'll talk why do people bit. think, I mean, and why, I was going to ask why do people think, think that argument counts for anything, but why does that argument count the military for anything thing? people? Yeah. They just love to trot that out whenever they can. I know, but can. people love to hear it as well. Like, yeah. the, like the board that she's going to be talking to or whatever, they're going to treat oh, yeah. her with more respect because of, like, like the, this lady didn't do anything. Well, that's why you got to have military people on your side, too. So that way you can counter and say, whoa, but she's we not a even a military no, person. I'm from yeah. a military family and this woman can go shove it. Well, you were actually in the I was military. actually in it. She can go. Yeah. She's Well, she's just claiming that she's from a military That's family, right. but yeah. she's Daddy not. Was probably she, could, in the she could go shove it. Let's go to the phone calls, though. We got Gigi on the line. You started out by talking about Brianna Taylor. This was a woman who was shot to death, apparently, in her home by police. And it was while she was sleeping. And you had an update Correct. on that case. Yes. Thank God for the update, because it is so important. And I'm speaking to everybody listening who values this program's multiple wonderful, informative guests, callers, and formats of topics. It is so important. If you ever need an attorney, question, question, question everything on an arrest report because it turned out that this crooked fraudulent cop she should rot in hell when she goes to prison she and her partner were in cahoots they falsified information so that the judge would sign a warrant a no-knock warrant this was false and now brianna taylor she should rest in peace is dead but what's Mm. more frightening to me or i should say pardon me what is as equally frightening cops don't just have guns and don't always 
pay attention when they shoot. They have billy clubs and tasers. And bearcats. And flashlights, as Kelly Thomas learned well, in the I'm streets of New Mexico. The traditional weapons that we know of. Yeah, those big giant flashlights are weapons. There's a Absolutely. reason they're that large. They can somebody's be used head. as a weapon, but so can your fist or a nail file. Yeah, I'm tell that to Kelly Thomas, who was beaten to weapons. death by like 15 cops with the, with their flashlights. Uh-huh. I mean, they're absolutely weapons. Like, this is a nail file or a fist we're talking about. This is a piece of steel that cops are carrying around with them I that is roughly the... I am disagreeing with you, ma'am. I am not disagreeing with you at all. When I say taser, billy club, and gun in their holster or in their hand, I mean traditional weapons gotcha. that police carry. So apparently this woman, uh, the former police officer who's pled guilty now, uh, pled to a conspiracy charge conspiring to the falsify the warrant. Charge. Yes. And she's yes. facing up to five years in prison. But of oh, course, please, she'll get out in two. She won't even go she to won't prison. Even go. She's not going to go to prison unless <laughs> she, I mean, that, she's if a she's cop. facing that. That means that's the maximum charge. Correct. I mean, that's the maximum penalty. Yeah, she's not going. She to probably prison. has no criminal record. Probably, you know, is a goody goody. Yeah, you know, she'll get two years prior. of probation. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I don't necessarily agree with that. But we will see how it unfolds. No, that that's not what I think she should. It's get. one of their. She's one of their their but people. But again, I raise the important question that. Nikki raised a couple of nights ago, and several weeks ago, she even asked me, someone who had a legal background, how do I feel about qualified immunity? Mm -hmm. It's a disgrace. With you, Gigi. Thank you for the call tonight. Thanks for the update on this case. I had seen a headline today, and I... You know, I, I just didn't have time to look. Everything the, the about news. that case is rotten. Mm-hmm. Those plain clothed officers were up to something, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they were. Uh, looking for drugs for the, for themselves and or money because they knew something something mm-hmm. was up and because uh, because everything about that case is just it's just it just stinks. I do want to clarify that I don't think that this woman should this police officer this former police officer I don't think that she should get six months or two years of probation or whatever. No. I think with the way that the American justice system set up, even if she wasn't a cop. The most likely sentence is going to be something like a, a few years of probation. Yeah. You're saying you think that she? Sh- what do you? What do you think that she should get for for just I'm not blindly a, firing into an apartment and killing a person? She didn't do that. Personally, I'm not a fan of retribution-based justice. I don't think that punishing her for something she did wrong is going to do any good. Well, it's, let's it's be not clear. going to bring Beyonce Taylor back, and it's but not going to make you, anyone But what about better. justice? That's not justice. That's retribution. Let's just be clear. That's uh, revenge. She's not accused of having done that, as I understand. Uh, there, were, it. there were three officers. I know one of them was accused of the fatal shot. And yeah. it, and of course, the city already paid this family a huge sum of money. So this I mean, is, is a, that is could that be considered retribution? This is a woman. Yeah, who... it's just punishment. It, it's not the the only way that they are ever going to have justice is for the people who were victims to forgive the transgressors. You you can't punish. Well, what if, well, what if you, you can't punish someone into being into justice? Well, the woman's Brianna's dead, so she can never forgive these officers. She's no, gone. She can't. So yeah. how do you how do you? Well, her family has to. I mean, or, or there's no one. There's no one who can. That that's the that's well, exactly I'm, I'm, the issue with murder here. You can't undo that. I, I, You're I, basically asking, well, how do we undo this? How how do we bring us the the universe back to equilibrium and justice? You can't. I'm, Someone was murdered. That's ground zero. You can't undo it. On Brianna's behalf, as a fellow human being, 
I am not okay with this, and I think that he's all three of those officers should rot. Then you're as well, bad as the officer. to be How? fair. I want retribution. To, so did the officer. These, they could have done it to me. They could have come to my house looking for something, and they could have planted guns on me, and they could have taken me out. I tend to take Arya's side on this. I don't think retribution is very effective at changing people's behavior in the future. In general, I, I more lean on the side of some sort of restitution rather than retribution, where the, even though, yeah, you cannot bring this person back to life, but maybe you could at the very least offer some sort of ongoing payments to the victims, families, and people that were Which, affected. Which they're not. Uh, which these officers aren't going to be paying. It's no, going to be. Not. It's going to be us. That's it's because be, of qualified It's going to be the three though. of us paying. Yeah, uh, but I'd just like to clarify: the woman in this case who's taken a guilty plea, she was not one of the three that you're talking about. She was allegedly, or is now pleading guilty to having added a false oh, line oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, warrant. Yeah. So she was doing paperwork. Basically, she wasn't involved. Another in rat. Actual, yeah. Another rat involved in the case. So she was the officer who wrote the warrant that the other three officers used or executed. She also allegedly later conspired with another detective to create a cover story when her uh, shoot, Taylor's uh, shooting death began gaining national attention. So she sounds like one of these officers in the office who is covering up for her buddies. Yep. And you know, and the fact that she did this warrant with false information suggests that's probably standard practice oh, yeah. with these people. She just got caught this one time. This isn't the first time these people did you know, sneaky warrant stuff, right? Like It's not the first time. It's just Certainly. somebody died this time. They got caught. Yeah. They got caught this time. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to continue here with your calls and thoughts. Major Payne is on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Major. Hey, guys. Yes, I got sir. something about diplomatic immunity, too. For okay. But this Louisiana judge, I think it's the Louisiana Supreme Court, Joe Biden pencil whipped this bill through banning all uh, exploratory searches on federal land leases. Well, this judge just overturned that, so gas might be coming down a little bit. Hoorah. Banning exploratory searches, meaning that gas companies cannot, or they were banned previously for uh, from looking for gas in places they hadn't looked before? All these federal leases that they were holding, they weren't allowed to go out and prospect on them. I see. Hmm. I thought the modern methods of finding gas involve more satellites and stuff like that than actual like going to the land and drilling. That's an interesting question. Uh, Major, I know you said you had a second point. I'll let you hang on for that one here. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. But either way, it isn't like they're just going to be able to fu- you know tap that gas if they find some right quick. So I wouldn't expect the gas prices are going to go down real soon. Although they have been going down for the last seventy days, they are still yep. much higher than they were oh, when yeah. Biden took office. There's more coming up. Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here if you want to join us. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. How are you? And Conan. And you can join us online, of course, if you like, at freetalklive.com. We have a lot of features on our website. We give them away. One of the things that we've been giving away for many, many years is the Free Talk Live podcast. And that's about to go through some changes Coming up here starting September 1st, about one week from tonight, uh, we, we've we come to the conclusion, or at least the suggestion, that maybe podcasting our full radio show has been holding us back from any kind of significant growth. We just haven't seen it over the years. There's been a little up, a little bit down, a little bit up, down, you know, the, the sort of the waves that you would expect from well, 
habits changing and stuff. It has been up since Mark primarily left the show. <laughs> I mean, that's that, true. That's those are, the numbers really? don't yeah, lie. That's true. Yeah. It, it's it has steadily climbed since Mark's whatever word would best characterize his gallop. Permanent vacation. So yes. he's adventuring. Yeah, Pros- yes. prospecting. Right. And the numbers have, for the podcast have just consistently gone up. Huh. Until? Until we switched to uh, the new platform, uh, Megaphone, a number yeah. of months, about two months ago, which, as I understand it, they, they measure the metrics differently. So it's unclear how many viewers or listeners we actually lost versus gained, because now, you, you know how the federal government changed how they measure inflation back in the mm-hmm. 80s? Well, it's like that, but with podcast listens. So we don't really know how the numbers have changed because we don't know what calculations they're using to figure out how many listeners are downloading each episode. Because of, the of course they now. want make you think that you're that you're doing great. No, they want to make us think that we're doing less than good they because might. they're going to pay us yeah. presumably ah. the better we do. So now what's this new move? So the idea is that we've had the daily digests from our friend Riley, a uh, longtime supporter and listener of Free Talk Live, who's been producing these every single day with very few breaks. I think he takes like a week off in December and maybe here and there a couple days. But uh, he's very dedicated to it and did it basically as a volunteer thing. And some people donated to him. But now we're going to make the, uh, di- uh, the daily digest into our official podcast and replace the full radio show with the digest. But it's going to be an expanded digest. So the digest usually is like 25, 30 minutes. Now it's going to be in the like 45 to an hour range. So we're going to be cutting out some of the sort of the repetitive stuff. Like every time we come back from break, we say similar stuff because we're doing a radio show. Will will the full show be available anywhere? It will, yeah. Uh, So obviously you're still going to be able to listen live any night, 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. You can get video archives anytime in full over at video.freetalklive.com. And if you want to get the full radio show with no commercials in it, that's still going to be available through the AMPS uh, Patreon. So anybody that's on the AMPS Patreon will continue to have full access to the full radio program. So that's not going away, per se, that will still be out there. But the idea was maybe... Doing all the radio stuff in a podcast isn't a good idea. Maybe a podcast should sound more like a podcast, and a radio show should be a radio show. I really like the idea of you know having two different types of the content, right? Like the yeah. the podcast, you're right; it shouldn't sound like a radio show, a pre recorded radio show. It, it just shouldn't. It well, should sound like a podcast. We tried to get around that for a few years by having two separate quote unquote podcasts, but they weren't really separate. They were just filtered feeds that were coming from the same podcast. So anybody that subscribed to the full Free Talk Live podcast every day would receive both the full show and the digest. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of content. And then they'd have to ignore the one they don't want. It's just a little bit of more work. And so not everybody knew about the other alternatives for subscribing. So the idea is let's just simplify it. We'll just put out a longer daily digest every single day. And we'll see how it goes. Maybe more people will share. More, Maybe more people will subscribe because then it's not two hours a day, seven days a week, and instead it'll be closer to 45 minutes a day. So much smaller that uh, you know people could listen to on the way to work or the way home uh, right. from work, that kind of thing. And it may be ableist of me, I don't know, but I've messed around with a fair bit of audio editing, mm-hmm. and it's not exactly easy and simple and straightforward. I mean, if you know how to do it, it's manageable. It's not overly complicated or anything yeah. like that. 
But Riley manages to do this while being blind. And, yes, that's and, true. And I, I didn't know that. This yeah, is a blind man, yeah. And I want to, I personally want to see him do that. So uh, just to wrap my head around how that's even possible. You mean possible. you want to watch him do it? Yes. Okay. All right. Just to wrap my head around how that's even possible, right? Riley, record yourself and send us video. Yeah, yeah, I you, have no doubt that he could. You wouldn't be able to. Obviously, actually, he's doing a very know, good job. It's amazing. He's been doing it for years. I don't think you'd be able to get, uh, to glean much from just watching because. Well, actually, I can imagine he does it all so quickly. I want to see that, his. Yeah. I want to see his setup. But here, but here, the thing about doing good audio, especially if you're cutting down someone else's product, yeah. Is you have to be you have to listen and understand the context, correct? So that you can cut in the right places, so you don't lose. And he does. Context. He listens to the whole show. Obviously, so, yeah. this I think this actually explains why he does such a great job of keeping everything, uh, keeping I don't know the the feel mm-hmm. of the conversation accurately. I I think he's I, I'm guessing he's probably an exceptional listener, mm-hmm. uh, being he that he's lost be. one of his senses. Wow, this is very is fully blind, one hundred percent blind. Yes, yeah, born from uh, from birth, basically. Wow, I did I not think he said know he can, any of this. I think he told me once he can de- he can sort of detect if he's in a lighter room or a darker place, but there's no no vision. He has absolutely no no vision. So, wow. Um, anyway, good, thank good you. Good work, Riley. I mean, it's you, not you a selling just, point or anything like that, but it's just a remarkable detail. It's quite a feat. This yeah. is this is superhero skills, man. Yeah, so thanks to uh, to Riley for uh, for stepping up and and doing this. We're gonna again right now. You're still getting both. Uh, the the podcasts will continue if you're subscribed to the Daily Digest only podcast or the full show podcast. You don't have to unsubscribe from those, although I'd recommend it because they are relying on a third party to filter our existing feed. And if you can just go back to the original feed, that probably is the safest place to be. Uh, but uh, regardless, we do intend to continue those feeds. It's just they're all going to have the same content, so it won't really matter which one you're subscribed to. But again, if you want to keep getting the full radio show, that will be available through amps.freetalklive.com. You can sign up there. And then Patreon uh, gives you a uh, basically your own custom podcast and uh, your own RSS feed that you can subscribe to through Patreon. You put that in your rss reader and you're you're good to go or you can just download them straight from uh, patreon that's one of the cool things to like about it because with the old app program once someone had the url you know they could immediately if they wanted to they could you know unsubscribe the from system. the app program yeah. and they could continue to get the app only podcast and that doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me either but yeah. it's neat that patreon has a system for that yes that's true let's go to uh, major pain back to major pain he had one more point to make here tonight go ahead major all right. Well, the United Nations is basically taking over New York City. They're having their, however many annual yearly meeting they're having. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one of the uh, these Jack Wagon ambassadors from I don't know South Africa, South Sudan, something like that. He rapes his neighbor. They drag him to the pokey. Don't even charge him and cut him loose because of diplomatic immunity. Wow. So this happened in yeah. New York City. You're saying? Yeah, just like here in the last day or two. But, uh, Isn't that fairly common, especially among like the? Don't, don't these Saudi princes have a reputation for exploiting diplomatic immunity to like rape housekeepers and stuff like that in hotels? Well, yeah, it's, it's happened many times before. But area, you were asking how they detect if there's oil or gas or whatever in the in the ground. Yeah, they do by what they call seismic tests. They got a giant tape and about every hundred yards or so on it, they have a small explosive charge that they bury. And it broadcast blast down towards the rock for me. Oh, so I see. Miles long over hill and dale. And then the charges would go off and punch it. Bang, 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 bang. And 
somehow or another they can reach the echoes up front. Yeah, it's interesting. Major, thanks for the call tonight. There's more coming up here. We got more on Karen and coming up Sandman and Woke Hollywood. Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us here. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And, of course, you can bring up absolutely anything you want to discuss coming up. Woke Hollywood. Talk about that with Conan, Aria, and Ian here in the studio tonight. We're also going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts, plus a little bit more about Karen, a real-life Karen on the attack here in New Hampshire against the freedom-loving, independence-supporting state representatives here. There was uh, 13 of them that voted this year not to declare independence, but just to simply allow the people of New Hampshire to vote on that question. This woman, Karen, is trying to get them taken out of office and prevented from ever running again. Uh, And there's a hearing about it's going to happen tomorrow. But let's go to Jack. He's in Washington State. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, I... I just have a real honest question. Did Aria earlier, or did I mishear, say that the show would be better without Mark Edge? She she did. She no, I didn't. <laughs> no, she just said the. She said it, no, no, no. She up. said it got better. No, I didn't. Wait, what did you say? I said it became more popular. That that's a provable statistical thing we can track. We can look at those numbers and we can definitively say, look, uh, around around the time of the raid in March of. 2021 mark edge was almost never on free talk live and after that for the next ever since he's been on the show maybe two dozen total times yeah but didn't other things happen as well new guests it doesn't matter i'm not i i didn't say we got raided that always increases listenership and i didn't say that you know mark was a bad host and that mark was unpopular or anything like that all i said was if you look at the numbers it's a provable fact that Mark well, left the show, and at the same time, if he was unpopular. Wouldn't he have less viewers? Did, did I say that he was unpopular again? You're interrupting thought, me. I'm no, literally Max, pointing out that arguing, I did not say that. Not arguing. Not arguing. All right, so obviously you're a Mark Edge fan. No, I like him. I like all of you guys. I'm, I've never said that Mark's a great host. Better. Mark is a fantastic uh, like, talk show host. I like Mark, and There's I like no Chris. Is Chris Reitman still on every now and then? No, he's not. Unfortunately, he's... I'm prohibited from uh, contacting oh, Chris Oh, I forgot all the, about that. The bail conditions. And ever since he started his own business, he's been just... Busy, busy, busy. Has busy, 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 cashed out on the whole Honduras Island thing? Is that still going? I'm Has sure. he cashed out on it? No, he's fully into it. I mean, he's, he's oh, okay. I believe, there right now, if I uh, am I I correct so. about that. yeah. And on the subject of Mark, he knows... That the numbers have gone up consistently since he hasn't been on the show since last March. He's aware of this. I love poking fun at him about this. (laughs) He knows, right? It's not a mystery. It's not a secret. It's not a shot at Mark. It's just how things happened. Yeah, it could have been a coincidence. Who knows? Uh, Anything else, Jack? Oh, yeah. um, Just that, you know, sometimes I feel like Arya, and I don't want to make you mad, Arya, but... You seem to um, not play a certain type of thing, but then when it's a really, really comfortable for you, you do. Not and play a certain of type of thing? I don't understand what you're yeah. saying. Can you be specific? You pull you pull a card out sometimes. You say you don't, but then you do. What card? It's like sometimes... The trans card? I'm not going to say it because then I'll be called something. Is it the trans card? They, 
Yeah. And okay. you, you say you don't, which I love the way you think about those things, by the way, the way you're open about it. And I appreciate what you do and who you are. But I'm saying, but then sometimes you're like, well, but you're talking to a transsexual, you know, it's like, ah. Well, usually it's pulled out when somebody's saying something like last night, we had a guest on the show that was saying things about trans people in his posts online and so it was completely relevant i get where you're coming from jack but i, I gotta i gotta say I, you know right. you certainly don't even though you are obviously trans it's not your identity per se. I, I don't i don't buy it yeah. uh, otherwise i wouldn't be able to even sit in the same room with Ari right? if, if she was playing that card every single time we had a conversation yeah Thank i would you, jack, i wouldn't call, i thanks. wouldn't put up with it uh, yeah, I think in general, I really only play it when it comes to the government. And I mean, then you, you when you're dealing with the government, you have to play every card you have. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the government, Karen is trying to get the New Hampshire Ballot Law Commission to, at their hearing tomorrow, ban approximately 14 state representatives from holding office, which would effectively kick them all out of their currently held offices because they're, they're still in till the end of the, the election yep. or whatever. And uh, and prevent them from running for re-election or running for election again in the future. She wrote a letter this weekend to that commission. It has been apparently put on the agenda for How the meeting tomorrow. How does someone who's a Democrat justify to themselves overthrowing democratically elected representatives? How does You'll she justify this? Maybe she'll be there tomorrow and you can ask her yourself. I wonder if she's even a Democrat. We're assuming she she's a Democrat. I believe she, I think she answers that in the in-depth and Of course, this is, New, this is New Hampshire. There are a lot of blue dog, union-loving, kind of conservative Democrats in New Hampshire. I suspect she's not one of them. Uh, according to in-depthnh.org's article on this subject, asked about any prior political activity on her part. Steele said she has never run for office, which is a surprise. But is a registered Democrat and, quote, I'm active politically in that respect, unquote. She said seeing that bill appear caught her attention and it worried her, quote, especially now as we're coming up on the next election cycle. Unquote. Yeah, if they don't come right out and say they're progressive, then Democrats in New Hampshire means a different thing to me now, now that I've well, been, this lady's been around not a New them. Hampshire native. She's from Minnesota. She's a transplant here. So she's a Democrat activist who moved here to New Hampshire, and she is active. This woman, you look up her name, Karen Sue Steele, Atkinson, New Hampshire, or look in Rockingham County, Karen right. Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E, and you will find no shortage. She sat in front of uh, the... There's like a town next door to where she lives because I was out looking for vi I wanted to find her picture. Right. So last, you know, when I was writing this article at NHExit.us, I'm combing around trying to find this lady. I found a video of her testifying in front of the next town over things like Danville mm -hmm. uh, about some sort of water and soil board or whatever. Some oh, kind good of Lord. some kind of water, really boring thing. And she talked to these people for an hour and a half, sitting there with her <laughs> mask on. And it, and unfortunately, the video was just too far away. It was like no good to get a, a screen cap off of it. But luckily, I was able to find her picture in a couple other places. So uh, the, so she enjoys this sort of thing. You'd have yeah. to enjoy it to like go sit in a mask for an hour and a half talking to a city council about soil and water or whatever. She uh, made the point that this is a violation of the 14th Amendment in the U.S. Constitution, Section 3. You looked it up earlier, Aria, and basically we've already heard this one. It was brought up during the public hearing, or I think it might have been after the public hearing. Brody Deshays, who's a state, uh, state representative who sort of led the charge against independence, he is a registered Republican. He's one of the worst Republicans with one of the lowest 
liberty ratings of all the Republicans in the state house. He's terrible, and he's a young guy, and he's got a he's got a clear eye on becoming governor or president or something someday. He's definitely like a you know he wants to rise up in the world of politics, and so he's doing the best he can to slob the knob of the federal government. And he he draw you know he dropped it out there. He brought up the Fourteenth Amendment, and Mike Sylvia. Uh, the prime sponsor of CACR 32, argued in an interesting post on his website, which I, I wrote about over at NHExit.us, uh, where he answered these concerns. Uh, and he pointed out that anybody that actually bothers to look up these terms, rebellion or insurrection, in a dictionary, would see they both involve violence against the state. And clearly, this is not a violent act. The wording of this amendment specifically talks about peaceful independence uh-huh. being declared. And we're talking about putting something on a ballot. This is, by definition, a nonviolent act. And so for this woman to come in here and try to get the ballot commission to overturn these people's state representative seats simply because they voted to put a question in front of the voters seems absolutely ridiculous that she has any chance of winning this. And that's why zero of the state reps are expected to actually attend this meeting. Although uh, Matt Santanastasa, who is one of the co-sponsors, did say he is coming to the rally. So he's coming to hang out with us (laughs) at the rally and then he's going to take off. But I definitely do want to see this meeting because I am curious to see how it goes. I want to get it on the record. I want to get video of this. And I certainly hope Karen shows up. I hope she comes there so we can, you know, I don't think she her. will. I mean, she, I don't think she will either. She knows, you know, this has gotten too popular and that there are too many supporters of CACR 32. They're going to show up in support of these 14 state reps. Yep. Uh, and interestingly, she gave away her, uh, because she filed this with the government, her address and phone number and cell phone number are now public, uh, public information. So that's <laughs> that's available if anybody wants to have a chat with her. Don't dox this lady, though, people. It's uh, just it, she if, gave if up the info. If it's, it's publicly in, in, information, it's not doxing. Yeah, maybe people want to say something nice to her. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. So we're going to get into woke Hollywood. And, of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome about whatever you want to discuss. I do want to let you know that... Uh, speaking of Hollywood, there's a, a Crypto 6 movie that might be in the works, although they're doing some fundraising for it. You can go to movie.freetalklive.com, and you can learn a little bit more. There's a sizzle trailer there, I think, as they call it, in the uh, the industry. They've already shot a lot of footage for this thing, and I guess they're looking to fund the completed edit of this film. So you can go learn more about that over at movie.freetalklive.com. For those who don't know, The Crypto 6 is the story of Aria, myself, and four of our fr- uh, close friends who were all raided by the federal government in March of last year. They raided this very studio. They took a bunch of equipment and took me, put me in jail, and took uh, nobody and put him in jail for six months. I stayed there for about two. Aria, you luckily were let out the same day. Catch and release, man. And so were uh, the other uh, three folks. But it's been a pretty ugly situation so far. They're trying to put us away in prison for maybe the rest of our lives, Mm. possibly. It looks like the rest of our lives. I mean, the maximum is well beyond 
the rest of yeah. our lives. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty awful what they're trying to do. And all this is over victimless so-called financial crimes. So if you want to, again, learn more, you can go to thecrypto6.com. You can go to movie.freetalklive.com to learn about the movie fundraiser that's going on there. So thanks in advance to anybody that uh, decides to help the producers out of that film. It's actually a Mexican film crew. Uh, They came up here and shot a bunch of stuff last year, I think, at this point. uh, The trailer looks pretty good so far. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about movies here. I think we've we've covered Karen uh, enough. I think so. We'll have more to say about her, I think, tomorrow, on tomorrow yeah. night's show because the meeting uh, about her complaint is happening tomorrow in Concord. So hopefully we'll have a nice, good, uh, big rally. I think we're going to have maybe 10 or 12 people at least coming from Keene. So it may be awesome. fairly well attended. Uh, so we'll see. Conan, uh, you wanted to comment on Woke Hollywood? Well, let me do the review of this new show okay. first. It's, uh, it's something that I grew up reading. Uh, I was Sandman. never I was never a huge fan of the Sandman. Um, it's a comic book. I did, however, date two separate girls who were complete nutty nut fans of the this Sandman. Is a comic book. This is a comic book. Yeah, ex- you exactly. Girls that read comic books. <laughs> and <laughs> two I've, of them. I've, I've always said that Gaiman really speaks to the ladies. This is he, the he, artist. He's or a, the writer? well. He's not. He's a writer. Okay. He, I don't think he's ever done any art himself, but he collaborates with a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Oh, okay. He's English. Yeah, uh, I know him. He was. He's. he's he wrote Hammer of the Gods. He wrote uh, American American Gods. That, that's what I meant. Yeah, Anansi uh, Boys. Uh, the one with the. Uh, uh, it'll come to me. Anyways, how old is this series? When did it come out? Came out in the early nineties. Okay. Um, I have never gotten past the first dozen. Uh, Sandman's. I, for one thing, I didn't have access, good access to him. Now that I, now I do, and I'm actually considering going through. Now that I've, you know, that the the uh, this new Netflix adaptation is out. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, it's a it's a very he's a very intriguing character. Basically, basically, you have these aren't gods. They call themselves the Endless, and they are basically human uh, emotions uh, that have been. Um, uh, immortalized. So you have you have dr- he, the Sandman is dream, and okay. you have desire, you have delusion, you have destiny. So they're, they're like all they're manifestations. All, manifestations these, is the word I was looking okay, for of these emotions. That they're be- all and they're all siblings. And okay. of course, you have you have you have a lot of gods and goddesses, and you have uh, you have hell. Is there like happy and anger and all of these other? Or, uh, that, or are they states like? Possibly, Dreaming. if they if they have desire and delusion, okay. I'm assuming that there's a probably a, a, a happy out there. Sure, I, I'm I'm not you know criticizing. I just have never heard of this, so I'm trying to learn more about it's it. It's kind of uh, a lot. I think a lot of people have not encountered this. Uh, this is, and this Netflix series is going to be the first time anyone has actually so, come so, acro- come across this. Ever. It's like Pandora's box, essentially. Pando- the- Pandora's. I'm pretty sure Pandora is going to be one of the stories. There's, there's like there's like a hundred of these, a hundred of these stories in the last, you know, three decades. So the Sandman characters, the main character, he is Dream. You said he's Dream, right? and he's the manifestation of that concept or that feeling. Or Correct, that, and he is thing. the Sandman. He has mm-hmm. every, everything you know about dreams. Yep. He is in control of that. He he is in the he lives in the dream world. But he's in a human form. Correct. Okay. So he's also the god of dreams. He's the one who distributes dreams to sleeping people. I think he's uh, yes, but I think he's more in control of dreams that are happening. Okay. So is he uh, kind of like Freddy? Here, he can... here, here's a here's a basic idea. So the the, the premise Good of the, I think so. The, the premise of the first like four episodes, which I am most familiar with, mm-hmm. basically he is he is summoned 
by some occultists mm. and they trap him. And this spurs on 70, 70 plus years of people, basically some people not being able to dream, hmm. some people being in a, in a dream coma. So hold up, clarify something for me. Because so, he's not around to control this element wait, any wait, longer. So he's, they, he's, he's, he's you, taken out of the picture. When you say they summon him, was he not a human before they summoned him? Was he like in the he's never He's never a human. He is, oh, it's like he summoning he is a the demon manifestation of a human dream. Okay. But he's in. I thought you said he was in human form. Correct. He takes on human form because that's easy but for us still humans to understand. Okay. I don't. I wouldn't say that he's a god. Okay. Is he? Can you kill him? Uh, you can capture him. I see. But maybe, and I'm sure that there are gods that can be killed. I know in American gods, which is a which is a Neil Gaiman classic, they can most definitely be killed. Can he control people's dreams when he's in human form? He if he's in the if he's in your dream, yes. So he can go into your dream even though he's in a human form. He still has all his powers. He's always in human form. Got it. Okay. And he uses, he has some familiars. He has, he has uh, it's either crows or ravens. Okay. Sounds like the god of dreams to me. It's it's very intriguing. What makes I, him different it, from Freddy Krueger? He doesn't, you know, he doesn't scare the hell out of okay. people and try to kill them. <laughs> but, yes, he does. Sure he does. No, not but, all the but, time. But he is in control of nightmares. But right. he's also uh, okay. in control okay. of happy dreams. So he's half Freddy Krueger and half... He's Whatever dr- the equivalent would dream. be for happy dreams. He's dream. <laughs> you guys are beating us to death. Anyways. We're just trying to wrap our minds around the concept yeah, that we've we never really about heard. I, I do recommend this one. We're gonna get Have you into, seen the whole series? We're going to get into the first series, series one. Right. We're yeah. going to get into woke, and okay. it is absolutely woke. Neil hmm. Gaiman has always been woke. He's been woke before I knew what the word meant. I don't know that work, woke is even the right way to describe him. I mean, he's certainly progressive. He's socially tolerant, socially progressive. Trust me. Just watch any interviews of Neil Gaiman. He, I mean, he, by the way, re- he narrates all his books. You can just tell the mm-hmm. guy. He's he he's. I've been and, reading and, him and, most of my life. I'm and, aware and when I, of him. And when I say woke, he is very interested in uh, wearing that badge. Mm-hmm. On his chest, he's he's interested in having that feather in his hat that says, "I am an ally of these these types of people, these particular people. I stand with these people, mm-hmm. and, and, and and I'm going to create art that uh, helps support their cause." My point, though, is that this is like that would be it's like characterizing Star Trek as woke. It's like no, the, these things were they exhibited these characteristics long before. You got popular on Twitter by hashtag LGBTQ or whatever, right? Neil Gaiman, or Neil Gaiman, I don't know which one it's actually supposed to be. He's been out there on the forefront of this just like uh, Stan Lee has for most of his life. Yep. Long before people said, you know, this is woke culture. He I was out never, there. You made, this, you made that correlation last week of, of Stan Lee. I, have, I guess I haven't heard enough interviews with Stan to have ever come to that conclusion. Gaiman... 20 years ago when I was listening to interviews with this guy, you could just tell, yeah, this guy is, he's as woke as they come. And now he is really at the forefront of a lot of these, out of this movement. And by the way, let's be very clear when we're talking about woke. Woke is not the civil rights in the 70s black movement where they were standing up against the man. It has been redefined. So we're not talking about that type of woke. Woke is new wave Marxism. It is critical theory. This woke is, loves the man, right? At, at this time in 2022, yeah. they love the man because the man is going to help support their cause. It's going to help stand for them. Well, who, woke these who are days these is, people? We, we can't just make blanket allegations woke like this. Woke is inclusive, inclusivity, it's equity, it's diversity, and it's, and it's forming your entire argument around those principles. And basically, Marxism, it is the oppressed versus the oppressor. Well, now, wait a minute. There's nothing inherently wrong with being inclusive, and there's nothing inherently wrong if with... You, if you 
form your hypothesis, your thesis based on inclusivity. If that's your whole point and you and you're throwing characters out, plot, character development, story, if you're throwing all those out the window and your primary basis from the get go is equity mm. and that's and that's all that you're you care about then you're woke well i skipped equity yeah, but that has nothing to do with marxism the, critical theory is what woke critical theory uh is the oppressor versus the oppressed in this country there are only there you can only be one or the other according to the woke uh and if the good guys are the oppressed the oppressor always the bad guys and they're usually white cis males myself i can never ever ever be the good guy in uh, their, their book. There's this thing called inversion of power that we have to get into because we'll you're misreading the situation the here. The number here, 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in, it's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Kicking off the third hour of the show. Phones are open if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160, 603-283-6160. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Coney. And you can bring up anything you want. That is the point of the program here. We're going to go back into your calls and thoughts. We'll, we'll continue as well on this Sandman, the series that's apparently one of the Netflix-produced Brand spanking new. It's been out about a month. Conan's question really is, excited about it. Que- <laughs> question for me is, uh, for me is, should you watch it as well? So you said you really like it, but it's also woke. And I want it's, to get deeper yes. into that here in a moment. But we do have somebody who might describe herself as woke on the line here. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, do you consider yourself to be woke? You said I'm the bottom of the... You said I'm I'm not a worthy person. Is that what you said? What? Uh, no, those words did not come out of my mouth. I said you might describe yourself as woke. Are you someone who describes yourself as woke? What's a woke? W. She's not on the internet. W O K E. You think it would get around at her communist meetings or whatever, but maybe not. No, this is a derogatory. Well, it's a, a derogatory term. They don't. They don't. Con- they don't call themselves woke. Oh no, no. Back, like I said, back oh, in I the seventies, the civil rights movement. Oh, it, uh, ha- hell yeah. Uh, even fifteen years ago, there are a lot of there are a lot of rappers. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there are even there are even notable songs about how woke I am. But it doesn't mean that anymore. Now it's derogatory. Well, woke used to be an, an it used to be an expression used by people on the right. Like you took the red pill kind of thing. Yeah. Uh huh. What do you think, oh, well, Sarah? That's, no, I, no, that's red. That's red pilled. It's also been called waking up it's a, or awakened. It's just two yeah. ways of saying the same thing. I have not heard woke in the last decade ever mean anything it's been positive. Probably more than a decade at this point, but yeah. Oh well, yeah, I can't. I can't keep up with all this ebonics. <laughs> I found me. Yeah, that is too much ebonics for me. Okay, yeah. so what were you calling about tonight? Yes, I'm so excited because um, <laughs> I have a a grocery store that I got an organic. Sloppy Joe's with natural local meat. I can't. She's just calling to rub this in because she knows how I feel about this. Go ahead, go ahead, Sarah. I know where you're going with this. Okay. What did you What did you use to pay for your uh, organic sloppy joes? It was eight dollars on EBT, and I'm and that was served on a real plate, not a not a takeout. Damn, living large. Oh wait, 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 wait! You didn't. You got these prepared somewhere? 
That's right. And it was Grocery warm. store. It was not a cold sandwich. It was um, like a cafe shop. But our state, New Mexico, we we pay EBT with hot foods now. So I could get a hot. I got a hot yeah. food. Tea. I could get a hot latte. There's no reason to ever you know get what? off of welfare That's... now. You get hot food. So uh, so Sweet. Sarah, when are you going to? Uh, when are you going to thank us for your for your meal today? Is that or is that why, why you why called to thank us? Who do you think paid for it, Sarah? Who do you think paid for it? You know what? My mom worked for 35 years as a nurse. I don't care about your mom. I don't care about your mom. Who I care about the people who are working right now, and I also care about our children and our grandchildren who are taking on this debt. I, I do want to pay ask for your effing sloppy Joe. I, I organic, sloppy. organic sloppy Joe. Sarah, you should be eating ramen and you should be eating rice, ramen, beans, and water. Sarah, that's who, all you're worthy of. Sarah, who do you think paid for your your meal though? The sloppy Joes. Who, like, really? Who do you think paid well, for that? Know those, uh, hey, you you know what? I get the buy the hot lattes, hot no, 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 and uh, hot sloppy Joes. You know why we're doing it? Because of the fire victims that lost their home. I don't care now, about that. What the hell does that have to do with it? Sarah, I don't care about that. Okay, do, so who I, do you I'm think paid for it? That's all I want to know the answer to. Well, everybody that works and pay taxes, that's the okay. whole community. Right. It's there for people that need it. Productive like people. And you don't. Why do you need it? Why do you? Why can't you okay, work, Sarah? You why can't you, you work? <laughs> What okay, is your you what is your disability? Like, You're on the you listen. You all you do is sit around the house listening to talk show radio all day long. So you and coming up with crazy Shh. ideas. What what is your disability? Oh, I have I've been living on the streets for about ten. I don't years. care. What is your disability? What prevents you from okay, working for a living? Living on the streets is not a disability, huh? Are you do you work in the mental uh, department? Are you a specialist? Do you work for Social Security? Who are are you qualified? Or are you the one that makes the decision? Do you work for it? Do you do the screening? No, you just get mad. Exactly. When I when I have conversations with freeloaders, for years and years you've been calling and saying, yes, I get a little upset that you just sit around, listen to radio all day, and you're obviously... You're you you're a little you're a little strange in the head, but you obviously can be doing something. You she could, could be totally greet, hold you a could, job. You could be greeting people at the Walmart entrance. Yeah. You could be you could be washing dishes. You could be moving carts around. You could be doing something. Why don't you just answer his question, Sarah? I already know what you you what you'll say because I've asked you the same question in the, in the past. Why don't you give him a straight answer? Okay, it's very hard for me to explain what my disability is, and plus you're going to shoot me down. You've explained it to me anyway, before. So Just tell me. If I, I don't recall, know. If I okay, recall correctly. Wait, wait, wait. I don't have to disclose anything to you because you're not the source of Okay, well, <laughs> I, 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 we don't have to listen to you either. Okay? That's true. Yeah, we don't. Uh, but if I recall correctly, Sarah's explanation was that she's bipolar or some kind of thing. A lot of, of people are bipolar who carry have jobs. Okay, well, but I do volunteer work. I, I don't do care. Work. You obviously have too much time on your hands. Okay. That you need to jobs. stop what you're doing and go make some money and pay for your own damn sloppy Sarah, jokes. Sarah, people that have jobs also make time to do volunteer work. You can do both. That's what a productive person does who wants to give back to society or whatever. If they feel like they need to work for some local charity, they go out and they spend time on the weekends or one night a week or whatever, going down and working at the local food kitchen or whatever charity charity it is that calls to them that's what people do rule number one you need to take care of your own before you go talking about helping other people you need to you need to check the splinter in your own eye before you start talking about the log in your neighbor's eye you need to check yourself but girl you know what? i've been i've been bringing up ebt to the point where i pushed it that 
people get EBT when they need it, when they're in crisis. You don't need it. You don't need it. Go get a damn job. Thanks for the call tonight. That's enough because she's <laughs> n- obviously never going to listen. This is a woman who is, what, 60 years old or something? She, she she could retire if she had ever actually had a freaking job. Yeah, she is never. I agree with you completely, Conan. She absolutely is able to th- to think to some extent. This woman could. <laughs> she could do simple jobs. She could jobs, run a cash no. register. She can run. She can, you know, like you said, greet at a Walmart. She could do phone work if she wanted. Obviously, she can dial a phone number, right? She could do... Uh, you do you surveys, know, yeah, phone surveys, phone and banking crap. or whatever. Yeah, somebody hires you to call for, you know, oh, you want a free vacation, all that stupid crap. She can do that. And in today's follow the in script. a day's climate, yeah. with all of the help for help signs in Windows, there is you cannot there's tell no me there's no there's no excuse. It's there's just pure laziness. No excuse. It's pure laziness. She's been on welfare for her literally her whole life. Uh, the only time she's ever. I think ever worked was, if I recall correctly, she was like seventeen or something, and I don't even know how long that lasted. Well, she's so, I've had literally I've, the whole time she's. I'm been coming alive. to I'm coming honestly I'm coming to my end of being able to tolerate anything from. I know some people like her stupid conversations that she brings the the traffic lights and the speeding tickets and the whole nine, but. I'm done. She's entertaining. I'm done. I mean, that was really entertaining, though, Conan. It was. I gotta say, watch <laughs> it's how I, well, her. it's how I feel. Yeah, well, you should feel that way. She is absolutely I think, and, and by the way, taking I think, advantage. And by the way, I think a lot of people feel just sure. exactly the same way, except they're afraid to well, they can't talk say to these people because they can't because it's because it's not. It's, well, it's not politically correct. You can't do talk good. to Sarah. I mean, she is a parasite who is proud of being a parasite. She knows that's the worst, she's that, a parasite. That is, that is the worst part about this. Is she, she's she's rubbing it in. Because she knows how I feel about EBT. Mm-hmm. She was just calling to rub that in my face, man. No, dude, she doesn't care about you. She She's just proud of this. She thinks that this is a good thing. This is a wonderful development for all of the parasites right, out she there. She can get hot, organic, sloppy Joe. So I, guess, so I guess in that sense, she was trying to rub it in your face. Yes, she but, was. More broadly, she was trying to to rejoice over this. Like, mm-hmm. look, she can now now she no longer has to go buy the ground beef or the ground turkey or whatever and cook it herself. She can get it ready made for yeah. three times Eight the bucks. price. Yeah, she's she won. She won the game. Of course, I'm still playing. I am still playing. <laughs> the game isn't over. The number is six zero three. I want a sloppy Joe now. I know, right? 6160. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Coming up, we get more on the Sandman show. Conan has uh, recommended this. Yes, but he also says it's woke. Watch it carefully. Be don't get trapped in the new woke Hollywood movement that is being shoved upon us. We'll talk more about it coming up here. If you've seen it, and you want to weigh in? Join us. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live. Phones are open. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Oh, yeah. And Conan. And don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. Just drop on by our social media website at social.freetalklive.com and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, some of the hosts there. It's free, and it's open source, and it's a Mastodon system, so it's connected 
uh, federated, as they say, to the other mastodons around the world. It's a very, very cool system, and it's, uh, as I say, free to try it out and free to use over at social.freetalklive.com. It's not run by some big tech mega platform. It's our platform, and so you get a lot more freedom to express yourself there at social.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones to your calls and thoughts. Bad Slave is on the line in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Bad Slave. Thank you. Um, listen, you guys just got off the phone with uh, Sarah, and she she had gotten herself some sloppy joes or something like that. I was curious. She said it was uh, um, organic and all that. So I'm wondering if it was meat or if it was some sort of a, you know, meat-vegetable mixture or something. Well, there's plenty but, of organic... But- pure meats right like i think it's the way they yeah, feed the cow yeah, right exactly. but, you know i would have thought she might be vegan but anyways the uh the thing is is that she's you know the claim is she's got this uh bipolar and um this doctor uh sean baker who's um getting into uh seriously uh, healing people uh, with a carnivore diet, mm-hmm. and yeah. and they're getting you know this uh, Dr. Sean Baker, he's got a big YouTube channel, uh, and he um, uh, he's actually you know having really good ex- experience with. Helping people. Yeah, Sarah doesn't have on. bipolar disorder, though. She she, she has, she says she has she late. Look, no one with actual bipolar disorder is able to dedicate themselves to calling multiple radio shows at the same time every single day, seven days a really? week. Okay. Uh-huh. At some point, she would but have some sort of bipolar episode and just be totally unable to call. Maybe she is now after I yelled at her. Here's the thing. But that's Aria. that's too predictable it's, to qualify as bipolar you, you, disorder. It's a pushback to her whenever she calls. It's a cop out. It's a scapegoat. She she's probably just just fine, and she's been telling herself that she's had this problem her whole life, mm-hmm. and she's using it as a gold a gold you ticket. Know, you know, I I would love it to hear her find out about this Sean Doctor Sean. Baker yeah, but she doesn't guy. have internet, and she doesn't listen when we talk to her. Yeah, she just wants to call and spout off. Although I will say this, I do follow uh, this character. I, I saw him on uh, Twitter once upon a time, and it seemed pretty entertaining. So I followed him, and every now and then I, I enjoy it when he posts reaction videos. He'll post a video of like some crazy vegan eating meat for the first time. No, no, like a, a crazy vegan making some sort of crazy vegan thing that's trying to imitate meat you know one of their fake meat things and he just sits there cutting a big steak and just feeding himself and laughing at you know the, the, at the, the craziest person. part about that whole argument is these people are spending you companies and people are spending all their time trying to make vegetables taste like meat yeah and it's like just eat, eat some meat. damn meat why if you love meat so much that you're trying you're spending all this time energy to make something else taste like meat, why don't you just eat meat? Thanks, well, isn't the hypothesis that people like meat, but that doesn't... Like, I like chocolate, but that doesn't mean chocolate's good for me. And every, I like every, cocaine, but everything. that doesn't mean that cocaine is good for me. 
everything in balance, Arya. A little bit of cocaine is but probably see, just fine. But see, that's the thing. The average American is, is, are they not eating far too much meat than they should be and they need probably. to eat more vegetables I'm not, and but I think most people probably are. And Thanks, they're probably not slave. eating Thank enough. You for the call. They're probably not eating enough vegetables. They're, they're, they're most definitely eating too much carbs, too much sugar. I think a large part of the, you know, the impossible meat thing, which is the plant-based meats or plant-based meat wannabes, is to get people to eat more vegetables without feeling like they're giving up meat. Because they, they do want that meat. Like, all of us here in the studio were like, I can never be a vegetarian. I got to have my meat, you know? And you, yeah, you tried it for, what, three weeks? Yeah, I did it successfully. For three <laughs> Wait, wait. Are you off the vegetarian Three thing? weeks isn't yeah. successful. I'm doing intermittent fasting unless it's now because that's unless, more It's like a month fast or, right. um, you know... Well, my goal was always what to... What was the first meat you went back to? I think it was chicken. Chicken. All I right. mean, the goal was always to lose weight. It wasn't to be a vegetarian. The goal was to lose weight. And vegetarianism seemed to be the most expedient mm. route to that. As it happens... As long as, intermi- it's not, as long as it's not just pastries and bread and well, pasta and all that. Because right. you're, you're, you're defeating the whole purpose. Right. The, the point of the vegetarian diet was mostly fruits and vegetables, right? But instead... Uh, Going to intermittent fasting for like the last week or so, I'm basically dropping a pound a day. Wow. What's versus, your fasting plan? How do you do that? I don't really have a hard set plan. It's just mm-hmm. between the hours of like noon and 6 p.m. I'm going to eat a meal at some point. That's how I was doing it. And, was, and that's uh, it. I was doing 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. Right. And once I, I eat that eat, meal, that's I, it. I'm I done. I would eat more than one. though. Right. I, I would usually eat like... Probably two. I think I think frame. most people are when it comes to intermittent fasting. Myself as well. My whole life, by the way, mm-hmm. I've basically just skipped brec- breakfast. Yeah, and, I did that when I, think, I started when I started smoking, and that was what clued me. And it was my remark last week about how if I haven't lost this weight by whatever, I'm going to start back smoking. It was because I, <laughs> right? It was a joke, but the reality was that when I quit smoking, I I didn't start snacking more, but mm-hmm. I did start eating weight. more meals. Every right? every and I went from and- eating one meal a day to two meals a day, and occasionally three, three. meals a day. And I'm like, I'm eating three times the amount of food yeah. that I was eating a year ago. I'm, I'm back to breakfast. Uh, I was doing intermittent fasting for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and Bonnie loves to do breakfast right and well so, you gotta you, know, you gotta do what you gotta you do get your lady in the house you gotta you know do what you gotta do and i haven't really been you know it hasn't done anything to my weight in in my case to uh, to bring breakfast back yeah, every but, now and then when it comes to the fasting you have some weirdo who who eats breakfast and lunch and skips dinner to, and that's like that's that is my that's the biggest meal that i eat is dinner to, to me it was beneficial because i just had more time like i didn't have to spend time in the kitchen now let me ask you all right so now day. so now you're eating three meals a day or some snacks Roughly, here and yeah. there is but you haven't put on weight no. but you're eating more are you I'm eating, also are, exercising are, are you eating more you which think? i was also doing when i was doing intermittent fasting is it maybe because you're eating healthier possibly than you were before it's possible and probably a lot of takeout food as well i think less takeout food these days no, I'm not that's, that's what i mean you're, you're eating yeah. less now than you Correct. were before yeah that's true yeah yeah, we all need a Bonnie in our lives to um, <laughs> be in the kitchen, barefoot, making cookies. <laughs> or nicotine. I mean, nicotine also solved the problem for the most part, but yeah. All right, so let's get back into Sandman, Conan. Uh, you have been enjoying this series, but you've, you've put a warning label on it for wokeness. I knew ahead of time that they were going to do some race swapping, which they just, everything is race swap these days, according to the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was probably uh, maybe a... A third of the actors have been have now have brown skin. Well, who, who I, wrote I knew this series? was happening, and I don't care because uh, these are all well. These are all good English actors. I love English actors. By the way, growing up watching BBC and uh, right, but who wrote BBC. the series? 
Gaiman had a lot to do with this. He had, but he didn't he, write it. I, or, you know what? I'll look, in, I'll look into that. But I know he was there on the set, and I know he had a he had a because a hand. lot of these things are basically just sanctioned fan fictions. No, right. this is this is this is true. To this the no, if, right. if he didn't create it, it's fan fiction. Even if he says yes, I like this, it's still but fan wait, fiction. Aren't they following the comics pretty close? Oh, pretty. It's really close, and he's on the set with every single show. It's still fan fiction. Okay, if he's not looking the one at this. We're coming up here in moments. If you want to weigh in, join us on Free Talk Live. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, it's Ian Aria and Conan. And you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com. I want to say thank you to Garbage Man, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS program. Garbage Man contributing uh, about five bucks a month to the show through our amps patreon which you can do as well all you got to do is drop by amps.freetalklive.com and get signed up there you can use your debit card your credit card or paypal account and it helps us spread the uh, message of freedom all around the united states and beyond and so you get some good uh, some cool perks for doing that and we appreciate the help because it makes a big difference for us so thank you to garbage man amps.freetalklive.com we'll take you over there and we go back to your calls and thoughts. Penguin is on the line in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to call and comment on Sarah from New Mexico's uh, call. Sure. You guys are discussing, and that was kind of a, a one more, I don't know, somewhat memorable Sarah call. I know you get them a lot. Um, and I was just thinking um, that it really takes a market and kind of a capitalist um, society and economy to really you know, accommodate someone like Sarah in that way. For her to be getting, I mean, never mind the provision of all this organic sloppy joes and organic lattes and stuff that she's getting with the EBT card, but even to be able to have uh, uh, the abundance to, you know, have that program and even also having a, a monetary system so a little bit of benefits can be deposited every month um, and, and and that can represent like her, you know, she, she can use that to purchase the, um, but but the, but wait but wait a minute. There isn't an abundance, and there isn't. This is this is not sustainable. This is too many too many Sarahs out there are taking advantage of the system, and they are they are bringing the ship the already sinking ship. They are they are. Even if there's only one Sarah, though, there is now less abundance in the world because Sarah consumed more than she produced. Correct. So, mm. but now, more and more of these. Parasites are taking advantage, and they are burning the whole building down right, around but us. But even if she's the only one, she should feel terrible as a human being. She's a net drag on society and everyone around her. The world, humans, individuals around the world would be better off if Sarah never even existed. And can you even ever call it a capitalist system whenever someone is taking money from the rest of the of the people, ourselves and our children, it, I mean that's a, that's a socialist uh, system. It and is she not, loves it. She loves socialism. She loves taking advantage well, of communist. It. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and um, and like Ian kind of pointed out too, there are places where she could have something to do that would, I mean, there'd be some level of benefit. She said she does like you know charity work, but there are places that will also work with with her, at least in my experience and everything. But what I wanted to kind of point out is let's think of a hypothetical. I never actually want to live in this reality. Let's say we live into some kind of 
communist um, utopia gift economy, and we all just freely gave to each other in the commune, and Sarah was your buddy in the commune. Now, in that reality, um, I wonder how, how free how would how would you like to uh, live around Sarah every day? In the It'd be commune? awful. Bur- <laughs> Bur- Bur- uh, Bur- Bernie Bernie Sanders lasted two weeks in his Vermont commune uh, back in the day, and he got you know what happened? It booted he, him he out. He got his ass kicked out of there because he wasn't contributing. Yeah, look, the that, thing and is, that's exactly what would happen to Sarah in a heartbeat. Though, okay. The reason why communism doesn't work and hasn't ever worked is because it goes against human nature. So there's yeah, no yeah communist that, utopia. Uh, yeah. it, We're uh, never going to get there. Oxymoron. Yeah, never. It can't happen because yeah, people well, yeah. want to have something that's theirs. theirs. And uh, I always bring this up. There was a really interesting. Just look at just movie. look at the, just look at the very earliest settlers in this country who were who were who started the first communes. They froze to death yeah, in the first season, right. <laughs> and it wasn't until they actually started getting they didn't their have own enough food. They're getting their own little plot of yeah. land. They can grow their own corn for their own kids and their own wives and different their yeah. own families. That's when it took off. Communes don't work. There was an interesting movie. I think it was Enemy at the Gates. It was all about this uh, it snipers sniper in World War Two, if I recall correctly. It's been a while since I've seen it. It was, it was with but, one, I think it was World War Two. Yes, one, yeah, and so it, uh, it was a British it was versus a the Nazis. Sniper. Uh, in this Our case. Russian, yeah, Russian sniper, and so there was a, there was a particular plot line uh, in this movie that I just kind of thought was interesting because it pointed out the you know one of the reasons why communism fails because of human nature, and it was oh yeah well we're co- good communists and we share everything, but one of them had a girlfriend at the other one wanted to have or whatever, and they couldn't both have the girlfriend, right. and it's like no you there's some things in life that you just See, that's always share. been the failure of yeah, but they, communist. But, but they under- definitely preached open relationships and and and. Uh, but yeah, but that's a completely that. separate issue. You know, a lot of conservatives and anti-communists they want to make this argument. Uh huh. Everyone's a communist until you share your wives. People are not freaking property. You can't share a person like their property. That that's why that doesn't apply to communism in the first place. No one expects communists to share their wives and their husbands because they're not freaking property. They're human beings. Yes, but there's a certain yeah, but the, everyone owns your wife. No, you can't yeah. own a person. That that's why communism is so dumb when they talk about <laughs> we own the the means. That's yeah. not a person. That's not how communism works. Everybody's, I, I, everyone is property. I know a ton everyone of communists, and I've never met a single one who said human beings are property. Not a single one who and, said and, you have to yeah. share your and wife t- because t- your t- wife t- is your property. Until you start preaching against I've the state. I've heard a lot of Christians and, say and that wives are property. And then you find yourself in the gulag. Are there some yes. communists who have open relationships and some who don't? I'm sure there are. Right. So the ones who don't want to have an open relationship... Don't want to because they believe they have some sort of exclusivity in a, in a relationship that they've come to agree with, and the ones that want to have access. How do they, but to how do they warrant? How do they warrant get away with that? All you all you have to do because is have your neighbors say property. Yeah, that's, I agree but, with Ari on this. That, that's how you get around it. You go, my wife's a human being. She's not a piece of property for me to share. Look at that. She's a human being. And you, there's no longer any issue there. No one goes, uh, Ian, how, how they, dare you not I don't, sh- I don't remember. Your... How did they revol- resolve it in the movie? I don't remember either. But they, it, they, they, had, they fought it out, didn't they? I don't recall the, the, the details. It's been probably 15 years since I've well, seen it. Well, I know that those poor Russians were living in squalor. It was yeah, just nasty. Sure it was were. horrible. Anything else, well, Penguin? I don't, I don't know about all. I, don't, I wasn't there in the Soviet Union. I don't know about all that. But I know that you know when you have 
when, when it's a gift economy, then I, I, I think um, I, when someone is not – if you're all equally productive, sure, if you want to do it, have, have a blast. But I don't think that – I think people overestimate how long people would tolerate Sarah in a um, non-market economy. Or in a market economy. I don't, don't think anyone would tolerate if you Sarah. Have, if you have ever been in a group, whether it be school or mm-hmm. work, there is always 20% of the group that are doing all of the work. And yep. everyone else is rule. and everyone else is freeloading, and this yep. is proven uh, every time and time again. It's uh, at all levels. It's, it happens here in the free Dude, state I project. I hated group projects in school. Though. I was like, Absolute, can I just abso- do the work absolutely. by myself? Absolutely, That's you hated it because you were the one doing the work. Well, because right? everyone else was idiots. Right. Same or like that, 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 that was that was my memories of school projects and every single me time. Me too. Thank it's you, like, and it's like, why am I not just doing this by myself? Right. I'm already doing all the work. You're and, pulling and this weight. person over here, just two of us. So why not? And why? And these knuckleheads over here are getting good grades as well, and they don't know jack. Yeah. Is the argument for wife sharing in communism that the that the, their uterus is a means of production? I it know. is. I don't, I don't know that I want to make that argument. I'm just trying to find the common ground here between because that that's a lot of common ground between like the religious right and the hard left, right? Mm-hmm. To to come to come at women from that perspective, like a a woman is just a means of production for more people. I guess it I guess it really it's going to be important to figure out what what age what era the the women in this uh, culture actually have equality and human rights. Thanks for or the call. Are they, or is it, it. two hundred three hundred years ago where they're where they are considered property? Fair questions. I don't have the answers to those. I just know hey, all, all the I, communists all I, all that I, I know, know is it today, didn't work. It did, USSR didn't work. Yeah, and I wasn't alive back then, but I will, to clarify my point, all of the communists that I've spoken to today, and well, not literally today, but in my lifetime, none of them felt that wife sharing was like part of communism. They also now, probably now, don't want to share their toothbrush with now you either. Some of the uh, some of the communes who were started in this country 30, 40, 50 years ago, they shared everything, Aria. And they didn't even know who the kids belonged to. They had kids wow. just running around, and they didn't know who the mom and dad was. Because <laughs> that's how they that's how they, that's how they rolled. Yeah, more coming up here uh, in moments. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. Maybe time for you. If you dial in now, the number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Ian Aria Conan in the studio, and you can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. Please do enjoy the features that we have for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And coming up in June of next year, ForkFest 2023, it's going to be June 15th through the 18th. It's going back to the beginning. The 7th Annual ForkFest is going to happen before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. At least that's what it seems like everybody was clamoring for this year. It was three years. First three years was before Porkfest. The second three years was after, and now we're going back to the beginning. And uh, you can join us there. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting from Rogers Campground June 15th through the 18th. Uh, it's a much smaller event than the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which has sold out the campground in the last two years. So if you want to go to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you better get on it fast. From what we understand, the park is nearing a sellout already. Good Lord! It's not even September yet! <laughs> That's what Matt said. And he, uh, Matt uh, Roach, one of our co-hosts here, he uh, he was up there just a couple weeks ago for the Light and Liberty Festival, and he said there was like 11 spots left or something like that. 
or it might have just been camp camping sites might not have included rv i don't know all the details but it sounded really busy like crazy so recommend you get this thing locked in as soon as you can you can go to forkfest.party you can learn more about the event there again june 15th through the 18th we'll look forward to seeing you there's no tickets for forkfest by the way it's a decentralized event and uh, there are tickets for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. If you can go to both, I recommend it. Uh, but if you're looking for the most affordable way to go up and just check out New Hampshire and hang out with some freedom-minded people, Forkfest is probably a little bit cheaper because, again, no tickets to go to that one. All right, Conan, uh, what else do we need to know about this uh, Sandman series that you've been uh, enjoying? Uh, 83% rating, uh, audience score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, as uh, and Ari did mention something important, uh, if the director or, the, or if the writer did not direct the episodes, is it then in fact fan fiction? Uh, let me ask you: If it's a collaboration, if you are the screenwriter, you are in the same room with the director, and there may be other screenwriters as well. If you're all, if he's sitting there and he is overseeing his own creation being uh, basically handed out. Yeah, there's uh, no to, way that's fan fiction. That's not that's fan not fiction, fan. but well, I, I don't know. It's a uh, collaboration. The the reason I can't realize this was the conversation about uh, the mermaid, Little Mermaid, that we had recently, where where I realized after the fact that you know that all of the Little Mermaid iterations that have come and gone since the original were basically just glorified fan fiction. Whether right. or not someone put a lot of money behind mm-hmm. them or not, it was still you know someone came along later who liked it who redid it. These are all, this is Gaiman. He it's is, very he different is, when we're talking. in the room. I understand, but it's all very different when we're talking about television series and movies. This isn't a book written by a single person or a comic book written by like one illustrator and one author, right? Why does that matter? Hundreds of people go into making a movie, right? I mean, sure, but only so many people write it. And by the way, there have been. Yes, I think, I think there, there have been there have been collaborations as far as the comic book is concerned as well. It, different different illustrators, uh, different writers, just yeah, like just like many comic absolutely. books. Absolutely, and then the actors play a role. And you can take you know, if you if, if Christopher Cantwell was the best actor in the universe, and you took him and you put him in this, you, you still wouldn't get a pro what the uh, pro woke message out of it just because that's who he is as a person right so all of these people they they play a part in this great big production that is the movie or the show i would imagine that the director and the writer neil gaiman or gaiman have the biggest influences on that and that it probably would not qualify as fan fiction okay i would agree and if i would just say this if the if the right if the original creator the writer uh, has not does not have a hand uh, in the in the creation, if there is any change, any minute change, you could classify it as fan fiction. Hmm. Uh, if it is spot on, everything is word for word. Everyone looks the way that they were described in the original. I think you could still classify it as fan fiction if the if the original creator didn't sign off on it. You could say it was really, really hmm. faithful fan I don't know, fiction because J.K. Rowling signed off on the the movie, the Harry Potter movies they've made more recently, but. They still, they had the feel of fan fiction to them, and they they weren't very good. Even though she was like, "Yeah, these are great. I approve these." The Beast of Grindelwald, or whatever it was, um, they weren't good. They they were Oprah propagandized. They yeah. they were these woke pieces of trash, basically. And I would say, you know what? I would say it's up to the original creator to decide. They they are the deciding vote on whether this is fan or this is faithful uh, adaptation. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Now, in the case of all of these changes that were made to this show, Gaiman was sitting right there, all the race swapping. There's one gender sw- They changed John Constantine. She's now Joanna Constantine. <laughs> I don't know why the hell that decision was made, because John Constantine is a great character, 
Maybe it's because he's got his own movie and they wanted to, I don't know, give Joanna a chance. Did it affect the the show at all? She, har- she hardly has any screen time yet. I think that she's going to be in some of the other seasons. Wait, the Constantine was the, the one from the Keanu Reeves movie? Yes. Oh, is that the same writer who wrote that? I didn't know that. Uh, I, I think he's someone else's creation. I see. But it's DC. So, I mean, uh, not DC, but uh, who does... Uh, it's not Image. I don't know. Anyways, it'll come to me. There's mm-hmm. another There's another uh, competitor. It's Dark not DC. Horse. Dark, yeah, I think it's Dark Horse. Anyways, okay. um, the, the so there is lots of race swapping. I knew that was coming. Blah. The actors are really good. They're, they convey the characters. They do a good job of representing the original characters that I remember. The one thing, the change that got me, it just blows my mind how just uh, in, my, in my face, and probably in other people's faces as well, is how gay this movie is. I mean... <laughs> I mean, every- that's what got me about the BBC series. That's what the BBC is, man. They've got like 12 actors and half of them are gay. Everyone in this show is either gay or gay curious mm. or really, really gay friendly. <laughs> Was the comic book like that? There are a couple of gays. Yeah, okay. but not every single freaking character. I mean, wow. it's like, all right. So if in this in the case of inclusivity, mm-hmm. what when are they going to get to a point where it's like, well, I'm not being represented. Mm-hmm. Where's my straight white dude? Because there's because it's <laughs> well, you've got millions of those to choose from. To be fair, not, in, the this, bad not, guy, a, not in this show. You don't. Okay, no, so yeah, the bad guy, white guy. Okay, yeah. totally so the, gay. So there's this one show that you have that you want to like that, that I want to like because it's dark fantasy. I grew up reading this these things. one out of tens of thousands of shows on Netflix. Not tens of thousands. From years ago, Probably yes. Not anymore, yeah. From the years ago, because it's changing. It, the, the landscape has changed to this new gayer landscape where <laughs> I am no longer being. I am no longer being represented, which is the whole argument. The whole argument is representation, mm-hmm. right? That's what yeah, they, that's they what come you right said. out. These actors say we need more representation. We need more blacks. We need more gays. We need more Hispanics. We need more of this and this and this. I mean, we knew people would do this. They always over adjust to problems, right? Yes, it was a problem that there weren't more LGBTQ people, more black people, more people of color, and more women in movies mm-hmm. and shows. That was and obviously the, a problem. And now pendulum the pendulum has swung. has swung too far to the left or the right or whatever direction you think it's going. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to now now people like myself, super straights. Are coming out, are coming out, are coming out and, they're, and they're like, like, hold on, man, this is getting, this is going overboard. You're mm. not representing me any longer. And by the way, where are the Hispanics? It's like, where are the Asians? Why are Asians never represented in these in these new Netflix Hollywood uh, woke because Disney bought China. I mean, if you want, you would think with you want Asians, you would think with the the China. Uh, uh, Compa- uh, comparison, the companionship between Hollywood and China. You think there'd be more Asians? Oh no, D- Disney kicked everyone out. If you want, you know, uh, pro Asia stuff, just go to Disney Plus. That's where you're going to find every bit of that. Mm. Despite all of that, it's very beautiful. It's it's pretty. The CGI is. It looks good. The dream effects. The the. It, it's very pleasant to the eyes. Uh, every, I I can't say that there are any bad actors. Uh, maybe it's just because I really like English. Actors, I think they. I grew up watching BBC and PBS, or not PBS. Yeah, uh, uh, just you know, Black Adder and Red Dwarf and Monty Python. So maybe that's just in my. It's my. I like the dry British humor. Um, Is it funny? Is it an action thing, like an adventure? It's a dark drama, fantasy, horror. Okay, surreal uh, show. I definitely watch the first four episodes because that's when he's he he uh, frees himself and he goes and gets his his equipment that mm. was taken from him. Episode five, it kind of takes a hard change to where it actually starts to um, 
follow the path of uh, the uh, the Aeon or the Archon or whatever her name is. She's a special dreamer. And it kind of takes a note, just like any comic book would, once they really introduce the character, mm-hmm. the main character, then they're going to start introducing everyone else and giving them their, uh, their special their threads. Their threads, lines. exactly. And that's what that's what basically the second half of the season is. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you coming back for season two then, it sounds like? Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I think there's a, so they, it went to season, or episode 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just dropped episode 11, which I think is like a freebie. It's like, I don't even know they were planning on doing it. It's about cat, a cat dreaming or something, Arya. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, looks interesting. I'm definitely going to watch. I just found out about it. I, I watched know. the Beavis and Butthead movie recently. Did you like it? I did. I mean, it was almost exactly what I would have expected. Yep. Was yeah. it Was it they're faithful back. or was it fan no, fiction? No, no it's, well, it was made by Mike Judge, right? Okay, so he had so yeah. the seal of approval. My favorite part was creator. like Butthead, you know, and Beavis drifting through space and goes something like, man, she's really making, oh, what do you say? The the, uh, the seductive dance continues or something, drifting through space endlessly. It's brilliant. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, and they're back as a series now, too. So check them out in the, uh, the new uh, episodes. We'll see you tomorrow night. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com.